Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. Special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread on America, and I'm your host. Don Q, how's everyone doing out there today? It is, it is uh, July twenty second, two thousand and twenty two, and uh, like I told you guys the other day, I have a special guest with me in the studio today. Am I special? You're special to me, buddy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this just got gay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we've got an interesting show lined up for you today. Uh, and it's probably more than likely, uh, hell with it, it's definitely going to be a two-parter. <laughs> um, Knowing the way we ramble on, probably. Right. Um, so, uh, before <laughs> before we get into what we're going to talk about today, we wanted to talk about something else. Hmm. Climate control. Climate change. Climate change. Global warming. Right. Is a serious... No. Um, fuck that shit. <laughs> what were we going to talk about? We were going to talk about, uh, doing something with drinking. No? You don't remember? No. Drink of the day, drink of the oh, show. Drink, drink of the, whis- whis- whiskey of the week. Whiskey of the week. There you go. Whiskey of the week with the Detail Boys. How's it going out there? Um, so, we, I, I have said that I'm not one, and I clown other, uh, podcast because it's like oh we want to thank our patreon people billy and Susie and johnny and mickey and mike and whatever and i'm like I, I can't imagine doing that like to me this is something to do now i want to try and do a, a somewhat of a consistent podcast and i know sometimes i'll bring you three a week and sometimes i'll bring you none <laughs> sometimes it's one Sometimes it's like, let me dig this one up from April of last year. Boom, there you go. Sugar water. But nonetheless, uh, I said I would never do this. I don't want to be a Patreon kind of uh, podcast. My thought process is if you guys listen to the show and continue to share it and listen to it and do do the things that you all do, it'll grow on its own. Right. You know, Um I do know for a fact, beings that we are just two schmucks with a 
part-time job, you know, full, full-time job, full-time job, <laughs> part-time, maybe soon, <laughs> soon, <laughs> full-time job with a part-time podcast Right. that, um, it's more of a hobby. This is just something to do. Gives me something to do when the wife's at work and whatever. Um, now if it were to blow up into something more then huh, cool, I can Joe Rogan the fuck out of y'all, <laughs> you know, I can get out here five days a week and talk about some bullshit. If I'm getting paid for it, right. you know what I'm saying? But with that being said, we need money. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> so anyway, Chris and I were thinking when he comes on the show now, granted the last two times, I think you've been on, it's been via Skype. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't like coming into the D Tom studios because you feel like I roofied you I, the I, one time. I feel sexually harassed when right. I'm here. Right. Right. Finish your drink, by the way. <laughs> but don't mind that fizzing. Mm. Um, because if you guys recall in the, uh, the, uh, moon landing show, Chris got violently ill. Well, but we came back and did the redo. Right. The, the redo <laughs> part two. Right. But nonetheless, so he, he came up with an interesting idea that when we do these shows and if you follow us on, um, the ticker talker, uh, pretty much the only thing I ever post on there is drink stuff. So, uh, which Really, what we should have done when we made these second drinks is videoed it because what Christopher J. McGillicuddy bought the other day was what? What is it you bought? It's, a, it's like a smoke infuser for your whiskey. So, you ever watch uh, what's his name Johnny Drinks or whatever on TikTok? He does smoke in the glass, right? And it's it's a thing mm-hmm. because one of the bars that I will be going to when I go to Kentucky. They do that. It's like their thing. They we've got our own whatever kind of what it is, smoking box, blah blah blah, you know. And uh so he bought this on Amazon and we've had two now. We're we're on a second. Right. <clears throat> and the first one we did with uh cherry, this is Apple. Apple. Mm-hmm. Um it gives it a nice um smoky flavor. I I, I personally don't taste the apple, the apple or the cherry, but you can taste the smoke, and it's not like someone blew a cigarette into your into your whiskey, right? And 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 probably once we get a little bit better wood, <laughs> that's yeah. what she said. <laughs> once you get a little bit better quality of wood, there you'll, you go. You'll probably be able to taste the difference, <laughs> right? We're still talking about smoking the glass, right? No, yeah. Oh, I mean, yes. <laughs> anyway, so our thought process is this. We th- we're thinking, we haven't done it yet, so we're thinking about starting a Patreon. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any information on that. I can't tell you. Go to Patreon, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and basically what that's going to be a r- centered around is us getting drunk. <laughs> we thank you. And <laughs> we thank you for your patronage. So what we're going to do is this. We're going to set up a Patreon, and it's going to be about whiskey... Or not, not even whiskey. It's going to be the drink of the show. Drink of the yeah, drink of the show. And it could be whiskey. It could be rum. Could be whatever. As long as it's got alcohol. On it. But any of those donations are going to go towards. It's the, going towards that. that. We're gonna and and, and and preferably okay. Here's twenty dollars. Uh, I suggest you make a whatever. Yeah, right. And a, then a suggestion on drinks. Right. A suggestion on the uh, alcohol. The, the alcohol itself. Right, and we can say, oh, this was a. Uh, an idea brought to us by Susie. Uh, it's got cartel coconut rum and blah, 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 whatever. Right. And this is what we're making. Cool. So anyway, cool. there will be more to come on that. 
Uh, so Sounds just, like a great idea to me. I, well, of course it does. Of course it does. As we're on our second old-fashioned, <laughs> this is a bullet. Bullet. Bullet bourbon old-fashioned. So good. No, nothing against Maker's Mark. No. No, but, we are sponsored by Maker's Mark, and I do have Maker's Mark 46, so that could be number three. But there's something about bullet bourbon. Yeah, it That's hits a little differently. It's good. It does. Good stuff. So, anyone from Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, that's listening to this, and you happen to work at Bulletburg or Bulletburg, <laughs> Bullet, uh, <laughs> Bulletburg. <laughs> that's coming up later. <laughs> uh, distillery, uh, you know, we're available for a sponsorship. Anyway, all right. So, what we're going to talk about is this. So, we've been teasing you guys forever, doing our our. Um, what we call DTOM files shows right. with uh, with um, different situations. And one of the things we we have been, I don't think that we ever announced that we were going to do it on that one specific thing. Uh, I, th- I, I think it was teased. It was teased. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> we're not doing that per se. So we, we, Chris and I, had been talking about um, doing uh, what's that fox and scully in the house about doing this about false flags okay so um, there's different things in world history that that have been confirmed false flags and I'm not even going into the Alex Jones aspect of a false flag because when I and I, I think you agree when when we say false flags we're not talking about the event whatever the event is we're not talking about it being fake right we're talking about real events that really happened people really died in these events for the most part what what it means is it was a perpetrated by whatever government to get a backing for whatever their agenda was. Right. And there's different situations in history. So like Germany, they bought, they burnt down or bombed one of their uh, financial institutes in Germany back in 39. They blamed it on the Poles and it helped them get the backing to invade Poland. Right. You know, and we've seen different situations. So before we go into any of that, we want to, I want to say, so what is a, a, false, flag. a false flag? So right. uh, this is via <clears throat> Wikipedia. <laughs> so take it for what it's worth. Hmm. A false flag operation is an act committed with the intent of disguising the actual source of responsibility and pinning the blame on another party. The term false flag organized, uh, originated in the 16th century as an expression meaning an intentional misrepresentation misrepresentation of someone's allegiance. The term was uh, famously used to describe a ruse in naval warfare where the uh, vessel flew a flag of a neutral or enemy country in order to hide its its identity. The tactic was originally used by pirates and pirateers to uh, deceive other ships into allowing them to move close before attacking them. Yada, yada, yada. So you'd have a pirate ship flying a British flag get close to the British fleet and then raise the Jolly Roger and attack. Right. 
and so on and so forth. Or you might have a British ship fly a French flag and so on and so forth. Right. So based on that definition, the term that's used nowadays to describe a false flag doesn't really fit that definition because you're not gaining access to get closer to someone to attack. No, but it, but you're still uh, dis, uh, disguising the actual source of the responsibility and, and pinning blame on another party, but more to um, further your agenda. Right. So, right. Yep, yep, yep. So, okay, so <clears throat> in doing so, I want to ask you, mm-hmm. what are some popular or or well-known what so yeah so uh, before i get into the the alex jones so what are some false flags that most people would know about um see that's one where i think we would bring in i think probably the one that most people would think to or go to right away is 9-11 right and I don't really want to venture too much into 9-11 because I think we're going to do a, an entire... That's Yeah, it's a show in itself. Right. Um, you've got various ones. Uh, I think Oklahoma City bombing. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the Boston bombings. Okay. I think a lot of these um, mass shootings Okay. could go into that. Like the, the Vegas shooting, the... Um, uh, Sandy Hook, the Parkland, and and when we talk about false flags and mass shootings, and you say uh, Sandy Hook, so for example, Sandy Hook was fake. No one died. No <laughs> joke. That's we're not going to go down the Alex Jones avenue of the way he he called it Sandy Hoax, right? And said that no one died. It was all actors. It was all this. I, I'm not going down that road because I think it was a real event. People really died. <clears throat> what was the agenda? We've talked about MK Ultra. We've done a show on MK Ultra, and you could even you've heard things about the last couple of mass shootings with uh, the July Fourth, the um, Uvalde mm-hmm. and Buffalo shootings, where these three individuals talked about being on um, psychotropic drugs, seeing a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. were they quote-unquote MKUltra? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Right. Because um, I'll say this about that. Well, we can, we can wait to get into mass shootings. I just want to okay. point out that what we're going to talk about when we talk about false flags, we're mass not, shootings, we're not saying that anything is fake. We're saying that these were used. These as, were used to push an agenda right. for government control of some sort. Right. Uh, and the and probably one of the best examples of a proven false flag is the Gulf of Tonkin. Right. Um. So that's that on that's, the Gulf of Tonkin. That's, oh <laughs> All right. In uh, August of 1964. In response to an alleged attack by the North Vietnamese patrol on two U.S. destroyers in the Gulf of Tonkin, uh, U.S. Congress authorized President Lyndon B. Johnson to take any action necessary to deal with the threats against U.S. forces and the Allies in Southeast Asia. Uh, Essentially, the Gulf of Tonkin was the 
the the thing that happened the catalyst the cat thank you the catalyst that that drove us into the uh, Vietnam War okay um, essentially what happened in this basically for the most part what happened here uh, <laughs> you had the US running uh, patrols um, in, in Southeast Asia there right right and um, the effect the official says that it was unprovoked, right? But but a, I think it's pretty much been proven the fact that we were kind of uh, probing and 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 agitating and we were trying to see where the weak points are in their defenses, right? And so we kind of got the on August second we kind of got the uh, the get back, the uh, the warning shot. The uh, y'all are getting a little too close and y'all are getting a little too comfortable doing you know doing these things right so you had some um uh, patrol boats essentially kind of fire off and, and kind of give the get back warning now um the u.s of course kind of didn't want to retaliate because they kind of knew you know hey we were kind of provoking this situation or whatever but if it happens again that we're gonna take, you know, we're gonna we're gonna take action. We don't want to look weak here. Right. We're gonna take action. So on August fourth, uh, what you actually had happen is there was a um, miscommunication between the White House, the Pentagon, and the ships, saying that uh, the the two um, naval vessels. God, I had them. I had them pulled up here, and I, I honestly, I can't remember what the name of the two the two vessels were. Hang on, just a second. The SS ship and boat. <laughs> um, hang on, just a second. You might want We are a professional podcast here at the Detom Show, <laughs> brought to you in part by Maker's Mark Bourbon. It was the. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Why is it always you have it right in front of you? I'm right trying to. You. One was the USS Maddox. Maddox. And I can't remember what the name of the other one is. Yeah, I can't find it either. But nonetheless, there was two boats. <laughs> two boats. Mother. Are you kidding me? All I'm seeing is USS Maddox. U.S. USS Ticon Ticonderoga, Ticon Ticonderoga, is that right? Yeah. Sure, we'll go T with that. Ticonderoga, T I C O N D R. Okay, we'll go with that. Tarang. Huh? Are you gonna edit this out? Nah. We're going with it. Yeah, we're going with it. Taranga to Taranga Goga. Anyway, okay. two ships in the Gulf of so Viet anyways, Vietnam. Anyways, uh, you had these. Um, what was the communication saying that these two ships were fired upon? And kind of what's been almost admitted to, but not admitted to. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's almost been proven, but they're not going to come out and admit fault. But they misinterpreted the uh, the radar. 
what they were seeing. So they thought there were torpedoes in the water, and actually, what it was is lightning, was probably, lightning strikes in the well, Gulf of Tonkin. <laughs> it was probably like wakes in the water, right? From the maneuvers that some of these destroyers, because I mean, you know, they're moving fairly fast, but right. Nevertheless, it was a little misinterpreted. Uh, the communication came back to the White House, came back to the Pentagon, and came back to one Robert Strange McNamara. Can you believe that's his actual middle name? His strange. middle name Strange. Yeah. That's strange. Hmm. Is it? Or weird. Hmm. Right. That was his now, brother's middle name. If anybody remembers <coughs> Robert McNamara, we actually talked about him in the JFK episode. Right. Because he was actually, uh, he, was, he was our eighth. U.S. Secretary of Defense at the time. Right. Uh, he was actually of the Operation Northwoods fame. Right. Do you remember what Operation Northwoods was? That was the Cuba situation. Right. right. So where we were going to uh, shoot down... A plane, a, or it was going to be a, like a drone plane, but, but it was disguised, supposed to be disguised as a bunch of college students flying from Miami to wherever. Right, and they were going to shoot it down over the U.S. and blame it on Cuba. Right. To garner support to be able to invade Cuba, and right? Because as out. as I recall, the CIA, uh, the idea was the CIA would pack a plane full mm-hmm. of CIA agents that looked like um, college students leaving Miami at the same time off of a CIA base. They would send up a drone plane, similar plane, shoot it down. And then blame it on Cuba to right. be able to invade Cuba. So essentially, they were looking at doing terror attacks, blaming it on Cuba, right? Going in, taking Castro out, right? And they were all slapping each other on the back, thinking, "What a great idea this was!" And Kennedy's like, Are "You fucking crazy? <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not doing that." Well, so fast forward a couple of years, and a president later, and uh, McNamara gets his his wish, right? Uh, Saying some of the information may be, may have come in to him, and he chose to withhold it. Okay. From the president. So, and this is ultimately the thing that catapulted us into the Vietnam War. And then, what was the point? What take the U.S. out of the Vietnam War? What was the point of the Vietnam War? Why why was there a war in Vietnam? Okay, well the the French were occupying Vietnam. Right. And of course the Vietnamese were trying to eradicate. They wanted their Well, they want they freedom. wanted their freedom, right. Hmm, okay. And we ultimately backed France. Right. And so we were there running support whatever. Right, for France. But go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Well, I was going to say the interesting thing about this is so this was 1960-something, right? 64, you said? Yeah, 1964. Mm-hmm. So a mere 200 years earlier, this country in which we live in was fighting a similar battle against <laughs> England, we being, say, the Viet- Vietnamese in this situation. Fighting for our freedom. Right. It's amazing that before we recorded, you and I were having this discussion about how we try to America everything, right? And when we think of Vietnam or Korea or these Iraq or whatever, 
it's <clears throat> on the guise of we're trying to help. Like, who in the hell are we? Were we helping in? Like, what was the official narrative? Who were we helping in Vietnam? Oh, it was because they attacked us because Vietnam people are evil. No, because Vietnam people were pit, getting pissed off because we were in the mix. Right. And they didn't want us there. Just like they didn't want the French there. So, of course, having, even though we believe in this country, we have a freedom of speech and a freedom of the press, the press is still dictated by the government. Mm-hmm. And... um you know, ABC, NBC, CBS News said, oh, this is what happened in the Gulf of Tonkin. You got your your, your country's patriotic support. Well, you also remember the famous quote from Lyndon B. Johnson talking about that you would get your war. Right, Don't yeah, to, uh, yeah. yeah. You make me president, now nah, you'll get your war. So, so. Let's, not, let's not act like Lyndon Johnson. Yeah, he's not a... Choir board by any stretch well, of imagination. I mean, we're saying that that McNamara withheld information from him, whether he did or he didn't. It's not like Johnson was totally against the idea. And and they, Johnson they may were, have knew known. A, I I would assume being vice president, he probably knew a little something about Northwoods, right? You know, and he was like, "Oh, I'm hmm, sure you guys get me in there. I got a little something more." <laughs> yeah. So okay, so that's an obvious <laughs> false fight. We can talk about that. Most people will tell you that that the Gulf of Tonkin but incident. Was well, uh, it, it's been pr- almost almost one hundred percent right. There's no there's no dispute. There's no one going to sit there and say the opposite. Right. So you being the old soul that you are and music lover, what? Right. I wanted to throw this little thing in here. <laughs> oh no, he's throwing his little thing in here. Right. Do you know what famous musician was actually related to somebody that was involved in the Gulf of Tonkin? Um, Bob McNamara. I have no, <laughs> no. idea. Jim Morrison. Oh, his his dad. Family. His dad his was dad. a U.S. Air Force Colonel or something. He was he was the naval uh, of the Maddox. Oh, was he naval commander? He was the naval commander. Was he on the Maddox? I, I thought he was Air. No, Force. I'm sorry. Morrison took command of the Essex class aircraft destroyer. The USS Bonhomme Richard in August of 1964. Morrison was aboard the uh, the Richard commanding the U.S. Naval Forces in the Gulf of Tonkin. On August 2nd, 1964, several North Vietnamese patrol boats attacked the U.S. destroyer USS Maddox. There were no American casualties, and the USS Maddox escaped this attack, having only been hit by a single bullet. Allegedly on August 4th, 1964, both the USS Maddox and the Turner Joy, that was the name of the other, reported to have several several unidentified vessels that were approaching their positions. Both boats began firing on at what they believed were Vietnamese torpedo boats. Almost immediately, doubts emerged as to whether or not this attack had really occurred. So the information came back, and I think I told you about um, in the researching of this, there were actually the two ships that were out there and what they were doing is they were getting radio chatter back. Right. And one ship interpreted it as this. One ship interpreted it as this. And the ship that interpreted it as being more hostile and more aggressive is the one they went with. Is the one that they went with. So, uh, needless to say, 
this incident uh, has almost been proven completely false, never happened, uh, but ultimately was the the single incident that catapulted us into the Vietnam War. Okay, so <clears throat> that is an obvious false flag. Right. Everything else that we're going to talk about today is is made up and conjured, and we don't know what the hell we're talking about. Right. No. <clears throat> so we know that that's a false flag because it's been proven. So the rest of this show and the next show and the show after that, no, <laughs> is going to be false flags as we see them. So Chris talked about mass shootings. Now, he didn't specify any one. So if you talked to the average citizen about mass shootings and, um, and not necessarily being them false flag events, just mass shootings in general, most people will give you, and even a lot of people, I would say, probably can't name four without being reminded of no. some. Right. You know, most people, mass shootings, they might talk about Columbine, mm -hmm. which, in my opinion, I think you agree, we don't believe is a false flag. I think that's a legit right. mass shooting. Mm -hmm. uh, and the reason I believe it's so, I guess, popularized is because when was that 90 I think it was around 95 95 yeah that was kind of like the the internet was kind of new and but you could still get on AOL and you could main you know what I'm saying you could see a lot more um <clears throat> but believe that was just a situation where two boys did what they did and so on and so forth oh shit completely wrong 99 Oh, wow. I thought it was earlier. Yeah. But still, internet was becoming new, and right. there was more ways to get information out. Okay. Um, mass shootings, I've talked about this before, have gone on in this country for years. Mm -hmm. Columbine wasn't the first. Right. Obviously, wasn't the last. Right. But I think because of Columbine, it helped to... Um, be able to paint a picture for future um, false flag events. Well, I, right. But, and, well, in naming, like, like I said, if you go to, to the average person and say, uh, what, how many mass shootings can you name? Most people might name Sandy Hook. You might get a couple of them, say, Las Vegas. Maybe, depending on where you're asking, they might mention Pulse, Parkland, um, Obviously, if you ask somebody nowadays, they're going to refer to more recent events of Uvalde, Buffalo, uh, Highland, Par <clears throat> Highland Park, right. to name a few. Mm -hmm. um, and then who do we talk? We talked about Aurora. You might Aurora. get, oh, you remember Aurora? Oh, yeah, I remember Aurora. Um, um, San Bernardino. San Bernardino. Uh -huh. um, so if you bring them up, people, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. You remember Pulse Nightclub? Oh, yeah, I remember that. If you're not from around here, if you're talking to someone in Montana, <laughs> you might have to remind them of all of them. In the back. Oh, yeah, I remember that. But, so, like I said, unlike Alex Jones, we're not going to sit here and say that they are fake. So, and the bad thing is, is and I, and I personally don't have a problem with Alex Jones. I think he's funny. He does make some outlandish statements. 
the problem is with Alex Jones is half of the shit he says he's right about. <laughs> he's right about it, but his presentation is... Right, his presentation and, and, is... And, and, Illuminati. Right. But, <laughs> you know, but, he's, but it almost makes me wonder if Alex Jones isn't put in a place to do that. Like to, he's not part of the false flag situation. But to put it in such a... a um, Cartoonish, I was gonna say cartoonish, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that it makes people say, well, well, plus, and to the point where it's almost become that, right? You talk about Alex Jones and what's like, was it Illuminati? You know, automatically go to the crazy conspiracy theory and tinfoil hat, exactly. So, well, and that's the thing: the term "false flag." When you, you, if you ask Joe Schmo, average Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton voter. About a fault. What is a false flag? They're going to tell you it's a made-up, fake event, blah, blah, blah. That's not what it is. We feel that Sandy Hook, San Bernardino, Pulse Nightclub, uh, Las Vegas, so on and so forth, all were actual events. The people that died, died. We're not, ha-ha, they died. We're not making fun of these people. And... <clears throat> to further it on to future things we're going to talk about, you could ask the question, well, how could our government do that? Well, let let me say this. You're saying that people actually died there, and I agree with that, but I think there were also crisis actors put in place to perpetrate the narrative. And those are the people that you see that got on the news. Oh, it was your David Hoggs. Right. Your, um, uh, uh, you're playing, uh, Pac-Man over there? What do you yeah, doing? sorry about that. <laughs> uh, you're David Hoggs. You're, you're uh, Gene Rosens, if you right. remember that from Sandy Hook, the guy right. that took the kids into his house. Right. And those type people are put in place well, because they're, they're there to to further the narrative, to reinforce the narrative. To So we're not saying that the situations didn't happen, that people didn't actually die, but I'm also saying that there are actors put in place, and those are the people that you hear from on the news. Well, it's the same situation. Like, and I know we're going to get into this Oklahoma City bombing, and we're not going to skip past this. We're going to we're going to focus on mass shootings. I'm just going to touch on the Oklahoma City bombings, for example. Talking about uh, crisis actors. Okay. I, if you listen to the show I did on, on never, o- listen. never listened. To never listened. To Thanks. Show. All right, guys. <laughs> and you have a great day. We're done. No. <laughs> One of the things I pointed out in that episode, no one said anything. No one, <laughs> the local news that was on the scene never said shit about a U-Haul or right. any other rider, any kind of right. truck. Right. You're on the scene. You're Bob Johnson from Oklahoma City News 13. If, if you're fresh on the scene, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. You're fresh on the scene. Here's the building. It's blown to fucking smithereens. There's no fucking sign of a damn truck, truck of any kind. But you know it's a U-Haul or a Ryder or which, a Penske or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, well, which is the funny thing because even if you remember the World Trade Center bombing. The, the not the flight thing, the, 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 the underground bombing. The underground bombing. Right. There was actually remnants of that truck left. Right. So that's how they knew and they could trace everything back. They could, because because they there was actually, a VIN number, they could say it was... 
registered to U-Haul so, or whoever it was. Funny enough that this one doesn't. Um, well, we don't have to get into Oklahoma. I'm just using crisis actors as a situation. Well, because I want to finish mass shootings. Oh. I want to kill everybody. Oh, <laughs> sugar okay, water. So back to mass shooting. Ma- mass shooting. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on the crisis actor because even like 9/11, there was people talking about whatever they saw when they didn't see shit because that particular thing. Like there was a thing about Building Seven, where the person was like, "Yeah, Building Seven, still fucking standing behind you, well, chief." That, that was. <laughs> That was the BBC. There was right. a BBC report, and she's reporting. Oh, we have reports that Building 7 has fallen. What it's, the fuck's right there behind you? It's literally in the background, right. and it actually didn't fall for another 35 minutes. Right, and we'll get into that. On the 9-11 episode. <laughs> That'll, that's what they call in the business a tease, right? All right, yeah, back. But, but, but even in situations like, say, the Boston bombing, uh, you had what some people claimed is and the Boston bombing is very unique, and, and we'll get into it probably in the next episode, because uh, I think it's it's a very it's a very strange one, because I think some people's contention with the Boston bombing is is nothing that may be one of the the few false flags that you can actually say nothing actually happened there. Right. Well, yeah. As far as what would be the point of that being a false flag is what happened. Because of it. Well, they're saying nobody... They outlawed pressure cookers. Maybe no one even actually died at the Boston bombing. That could be more of a hoax situation. So, anyways, back to mass shootings. Back back to mass shootings, because that's where the money's at. No. Um, (laughs) So... Money money shot? (laughs) Too soon, man. Sorry. Sorry. So, here's the thing. When you say mass shootings, Mm -hmm. Joe Schmo, average guy on the corner... Uh, name the three last mass shootings that you know of. They're going to say Highland Park, uh, Buffalo, and Uvalde, right? So we looked this up prior to recording because at the D-Time show, we do some research. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Uh, uh, <laughs> words. No. <Right. laughs> Buffalo. Buffalo shooting happened in Buffalo. In May. May 14th, right? Mm -hmm. So May 14th. um, Uvalde was June 2nd, if I'm not mistaken. And Highland Park was July 4th. And we know that because there was a July 4th parade and that's where it happened, right? Um, So, yeah. That's it. No. (laughs) Those are the only shootings. Those are the only shootings. So, what I say, May 14th, right? Mm -hmm. So, May 14th, uh, 2022, Buffalo, New York. Do you know May 15th, there was one, two, three, four, five mass shootings on May 15th, the day after? Really? Yes. Uh, Two in Texas, two in North Carolina, and one in California. Hmm. Sugar water. Um. So June second, uh, right? Was the se- was the next one? Mm-hmm. Let me go to that one real quick. June second was Uvalde, Texas. Mm-hmm. Why does it say Centerville, Texas? Mm. Are we sure it was Uvalde? <laughs> Pretty sure. Yeah. So June second. So the third. Mm-hmm. Virginia, Nebraska was a two different states. Uh, June fourth, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 
Mass shootings, June fifth, one, two, three, four, five more mass shootings. But but I, ironically, all these took place in Chicago, right? No, 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 no. Um, no. June fifth, so we'll say well, June fourth, Georgia, South Carolina, Michigan. June fifth, Michigan, South Carolina, Tennessee, mm. uh, Arizona, Michigan. June seventh, Chicago. Mm. But. As you guys are longtime listeners of the show, know I've talked about mass. We've talked about mass shootings time and time again. A mass shooting isn't Las Vegas, fifty people shot. Las Vegas or a mass shooting isn't uh, Buffalo, ten people killed. A mass shooting is three or more people shot. So you could say, okay, well, Don, you're being crazy because. Mass shootings, in definition, yeah, there has probably been 100. Actually, there's been 59 this month, just to let you know. Right. <laughs> and we're, which today, well, technically today is July 21st. We're, te- we're recording it on Thursday, but this will be a Friday thing, but nonetheless. Right. But then we, we went back and looked prior At last year. year, June, or I'm sorry, July of 21. Mm-hmm. To date, mm-hmm. so for the month, if I recall, it was, it was 80, 89 for the mm-hmm. month of July. But to date, if you go back from July 1st to the 21st, it was 62. 62. Mm-hmm. 62. So you're talking three more because in the month of July so far this year, there's been 59. So you're only talking only, I get it. You're right in range. Right. You're in the ballpark. So You're not even in the ballpark. You're on the same aisle. I, I guess. I guess the point that you're trying to get to is the fact that mass shootings are more you right there? <laughs> sure. Are more prevalent than what the the mainstream media would have you believe. And, and we can sit here and make this argument because if anyone listening to this opposes our thought process, they're going to say, that's why we got to get rid of guns. But but the point is, is they're not using those. They're not because you, you if, don't even know about them. You haven't even te- heard about them. Technically, technically, the last mass shooting in this country, if you went up to, if we went to the grocery store right now and just went up to a random person that we don't know who the fuck they are, right, and said, name the last mass shooting in this country, they would probably say Highland, Highland Park. Park, right? Since Highland Park, there's been... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Captivating radio. Twenty-six, twenty-seven mass shootings. Tune in By, next week when he counts to fifty. <laughs> I I can't. <laughs> I have to take off my show, my toe, my uh, socks, and yours. You don't want that. <laughs> no, I don't. So twenty-some, twenty-six times, whatever I said. I kind of again. Hold on, one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> since since that one, the most recent mass shooting was two days ago in Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm. Fortunately, no one killed, four shot. The day before that in Atlanta, Georgia, five shot, no kills. The last mass shooting to involve casualties was the Indiana. What right. Was it, uh, in uh, Beach Grove, Indiana. Four, what was it? Three, well, it was three killed. That Tec- was green. Was it green one? Oh, shit. I'm, 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Greenwood, you're correct. Because also on the 17th in Indiana, there was a mass shooting. What was going on in Indiana? Mm, A lot of shooting. Actually, on June 17th, the same day as that particular shooting, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine total mass shootings on that day. July. No, July 17th. July 17th. That day. Well, I'm sorry. July 17th. Mm-hmm. The day of the mo- most recent publicized now, mass shooting. Oddly enough, some people might not have heard about that shooting. Um, even though there were casualties. What did, what did you say? Three, including the shooter himself? Four, four, including, four the including the shooting. The shooting. Uh, you know the reason why you haven't heard about that? Because you had a badass with a fucking handgun said, you ain't killing nobody, I'm killing you. Right. And... The shooter got got three. He totally, in total, he shot five people, killing three. So it, like I said, it, on record, it shows that incident is four deaths. One of those being the shooter himself, and he was shot by a young man named Bob Johnson. I don't <laughs> know his name, <laughs> but really, well, we should know his name we because should. we 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 talk about look it up. Fuck. We we talk about. Uvalde and Buffalo and uh, Highland Park. We talk about these people that crimeo and uh, I don't know all the other ones, but we talk about these guys that do these atrocities and we memorize their names. But we never talk about. We the don't people. talk about the fucking heroes, right? Who he what ten shots in ten forty shots seconds? In forty seconds, hitting, start to finish, hitting eight. Damn it! It goes right to Biden cancer. Why? Why? Who cares? He also has COVID. Will you die <laughs> yeah. already? And he also has uh, asthma. If you go back, <laughs> if you go, April. yeah, was it April? It was like <laughs> a month or so ago. Uh, Won't you just die? <clears throat> That's gonna get the FBI here. Unbelievable that I'm having to scroll this far just to find this guy's name. Unbelievable. But this is exactly what I'm talking. They don't even name him. Are you freaking kidding me? They don't even name him. nothing and like him. They really? Yeah. Hang on. This is what you get. La 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 la. Well. La 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 la. All right, here we go. <clears throat> we named the gum before we named the guy that fucking stopped him. Right. How fucking sad is well, that? Why would you not? What you got? You got him. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Okay. So, the the hero... Right. ...is named... Oh, Jesus. Mm. E-L-I-S-J-S-H-A. Elijah? I'm assuming that's Elijah. Dickon, 22, of Seymour, Indiana. Dickon was able to neutralize the gunman within two minutes after the gunman had allegedly, oh, I'm sorry, had already fired 24 rounds from his rifle. Dickon fired 10 shots from his Glock handgun, hitting the shooter eight times. Would it be safe to say he got a good Dickon? <laughs> well, he definitely got the deep Dickon, that's for damn sure. He did. <laughs> he got dicked to death. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan, I don't even know whether we should say the guy's name. Fuck the guy. Yeah, Elijah Dickin. Is the true hero. He fucking slung his dick around and popped that bitch in the head. Now, what's funny is, is that I'm seeing now that they're kind of going after him for, you know, he broke mall 
Yeah, uh, he had a gun in a gun-free zone, but right. in the meantime, the dude that fucking killed three other people also had a gun in a right. gun-free zone. <laughs> right. Uh, actually was uh, uh, um, exercising his uh, newly given constitutional carry right starting as of July 1st. Sugar water. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this about that. Uh, Ronnie Double D, I know you're a longtime <laughs> listener, a big-time fan. When are we going to get that shit started? Let's do this. But Before you take the, uh, the White House... Can you uh, can you get that done, brother? <laughs> Nevertheless, uh, you know if if we could get that passed in all fifty states, could you imagine how many of these incidents you wouldn't hear about? Right, and and I told you about the little meme about uh, you know when when you have the false flag set up, but your gunman gets killed forty seconds into. No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what I want to get into next on fall on the mass shooting situation is. The idea of a false flag is whatever the event is has to have an outcome. What would be the point of Sandy Hook or Las Vegas or what? Hold on. Or these other incidences like in order to. In order for. Yeah. Well, in order for the government to say this is what we need to do because we need to get this passed. Mm -hmm. So before we get into that, we. uh, Oh, shit. Coming in hot. <laughs> Coming in hot. Uh, need a refill. Okay. What do you think? <laughs> sure. So um, we're going to get into why, as far as um, <clears throat> mass shootings are concerned, what would be the point? And Other it, than killing people, what's the it, point? And, and you know, um, on top of that, we can also get into why we don't feel like Columbine. Was a mass shooting. Was, was a, a, uh, was a false flag. Right. right. And, and what these other shootings have in common with one another that, that Columbine doesn't have the signs of. Okay. All right, we'll be back in just a moment. And we're back. Got a refill. And uh, <clears throat> we smoked the glass. This particular uh, smoking of the glass brought to you by Jim Beam Red Stag. We're actually going to post this one on the Ticker Talker. All right. So uh, you'll be able to see, number one, our pretty faces. That's... <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> sugar water. But you'll actually see the smoking of the glass mm. come to light and the pour. And mm. this particular drink, we are drinking... Uh, what we did on these old fashions is we muddled some uh, cherries. Uh, mm. Moonshine. Moonshine cherries. cherries with a uh, old fashioned mix with Jim, uh, Jim Beam Red Stag. Oh, so good. Some cherry bitters and uh, aromatic bitters. Very cherry. And some oak smoke. Oak smoke. Right. Very good. Check out the TikTok. Don't tread on America on TikTok. You can see our. Drink along with us. Drink along with you. Yeah. It makes the show a lot better. There's, you, there's plenty of drink <laughs> recipes on there. And when we start the Patreon, there'll be plenty more. <laughs> All right. So mass shootings. Um, the point of the, of the mass shootings being a false flag. Right. And go. <laughs> so I think in the situation of most of the mass shootings, or most of the school shootings. Right. Um, we see legislation come out of, off, off the back of. Right. And and I told you that I didn't and, and you know mutually I think we both believe that Columbine wasn't exactly a false flag. Right. We believe it was an actual thing that happened. Now there was some legislation that came out of Columbine 
And what we saw is is the weapons that were used there were garbage. Um, Savage. High point. Come on, Savage man. Free Look, it's what an 18-year-old in 1999 could afford, oh, probably, right? True, 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 true. So they both had uh, pump-action 12-gauge shotguns, Savage Springfields. They had uh, high point 995 carbine. Garbage. Uh, but those were all legal purchases. Right. Right. Uh, Harris, who had turned 18 less than two weeks earlier, but... The uh, semi-automatic Tech Nine handgun that was purchased uh, could not be purchased by anyone under the age of twenty-one. A girl named Robin Anderson uh, actually bought the guns for Dylan, Dylan Klebold at a gun show and gave them to him. Miss Anderson was known as a straw purchaser. So right. this is the first time that we see the term <clears throat> straw purchaser come. Into the mainstream. Right. And straw purchasing brought to light. Because, um, uh, words. A straw purchaser is someone who can legally buy a gun, but buy, but who buys a gun on behalf of a prohibited person, such as a convicted criminal. Straw purchases have been illegal under federal law since 1968. And in 1986, the straw purchase ban was strengthened by the NRA's flagship bill, the Firearm Owners Protection Act. Colorado's first post-Columbine gun control law is similar to the federal one, and it allows local law enforcement to bring cases in state court instead of depending on busy federal prosecutors to file federal charges. Well, the crazy, the thing that pisses me off about straw purchase terminology mm -hmm. is much in the sense of using the word false flag people don't know what it is and what else the reason i'm saying this is that is my wife bought me a gun for christmas a few years back mm -hmm. far too much gun for her to handle it would be what they call in the business as a sniper rifle mm -hmm. It's kind of, I named it the, uh, the uh, Ma Bell of uh, rifles. You're going to reach out and touch somebody. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> anyway, when she bought the gun, she, uh, the people there were like, this is too much gun for you. What are you who are you buying it for? It's for me. Because Walmart, Walmart law deems that as a straw purchase. Right. Even though technically... As you just said, what a straw purchase would—that'd be her buying me the gun because I'm a convicted felon of some sort. You couldn't legally buy. Right, it I could not go to Walmart and buy the gun myself. Right, which I can or could. I can, can and could. Um, it was a Christmas gift, you know what I'm saying? And in the state of Florida, she could technically buy the gun and then quote unquote sell it to me. Because mm -hmm. you can do that here as of now. Right. But nonetheless, that's what pisses me off about the word straw. So, for example, my very first gun that I purchased, it was a uh, flintlock musket back in <laughs> 1732. No. <laughs> no, but uh, it was a handgun. As We actually have the same guns. Um. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> when I purchased the gun, 
and I robbed the guy for the, oh, I mean, <laughs> no, <laughs> went to a local gun shop, just a little mom and pop place. My wife was buying it for me for Valentine's Day. Because, you know, what better way to say I love you than to buy a 40, 40 caliber handgun, right? Right. Right. I love you. Mm-hmm. Here. Right. Um, <clears throat> so she was buying it for me. Uh, I filled out all the paperwork. Here's my ID. Here's the paperwork. Background check. Blah, blah, blah. I used her credit card to pay for it. She was there. Used her credit card to pay for it. And the guy was like, who's Nancy such and such? Oh, it's it's her. Well, I need to see her ID. Well, it wasn't because we were doing anything wrong because I filled out the paperwork for that gun. Right. So it wasn't a straw purchase. When she bought the gun for me, she filled out the paperwork. It, it's funny. It depends on where you buy the gun. If you go to a gun shop and buy a gun... She bought me that gun that's up there for Christmas one year. I went in. I knew I was getting the gun. I yeah. went in, filled out the paperwork. She went and bought it. Right. They don't care who purchases, who hears it's X who, amount of dollars for the gun. Registered. Right. It's who's the gun going to right. is, the, is the thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm sorry. Straw purchases. No, no, no. Straw purchases are what, what they consider to be the girl, isn't it like the girl. The boyfriend friend? loophole. Boyfriend loophole. Right. That's it. Um, but even, even through all that, even through all that, I don't feel like Columbine was a false flag. No, I think it was a situation that truly happened in natural situation. Now they dug into the scene because it didn't fit the narrative of what mass shootings are nowadays because it was a shotgun. It was a high point rifle. It wasn't the deadly AR or an AK 47 or whatever. What does Columbine have, or what doesn't Columbine have, that all the other mass shootings have in common? David Hogg. No. <laughs> I don't yes, know. Yes, but no. <laughs> They're all lone shooters. Oh, okay, so Columbine was two of them. Mm-hmm. What was it, Dylan? Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris. Right, so, and then, yeah, that's true. Pretty much, not even just school shootings, but pretty much any other mass shootings. Mass shootings. <clears throat> the, the only difference would be the DC DC snipers. DC snipers, but that was a different situation. If you look at what uh, John Muhammad and his uh, father and son. Yeah. No, no, they were father they were, and son. I thought no, were... he was he acted as a father figure, but was, oh, okay. was technically not his father. But it was an elder and a young. Yes. Okay. Uh, Lee Malvo, I believe, was the other. Uh, so you had John Muhammad and Lee Malvo. Um, but that that was a little bit different situation. So those, you're talking about actual two serial killers as opposed well, to mass yeah, shooters. that's true because that wasn't one incident. They, that was yeah, multiple incidents. Multiple incidents with cool down periods in between. Right. So technically, they'd be classified as serial killer. Right. right. Um, but in in the in the realm of mass shooters, with the exception of the San Bernardino, which was a husband and wife. Yeah. Um. Almost all of your other mass shootings are well, lone gunmen. Now, am I correct me from real quick? Um, San Bernardino Hodges, right? Uh, was that Pulse was Haji? Yeah, I think I think the Pulse was. Well, Sam, I think I was sworn Hodge. San Bernardino might have been uh, the husband, might have been, and I think the the wife was. I, maybe, maybe. 
Go ahead. We're going to fact check it. We're, no, no, we're, no. We're, we're going to look. We're going to look right now. <laughs> San Bernardino. We're going to know that. Shooting. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ahmed. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Let me get past current news. Video shows California police officers shoot a man as he runs away. 13. Okay, you go ahead and talk. This might take a minute here. Hold on. Okay, Islamic terrorism. Yeah, so uh, December 2nd, 2015, a terrorist attack consisting of a mass shooting and an attempted bombing occurred in the Inland Regional Center at San Bernardino, California. The perpetrators, Saeed Rajan Farouk and... Tashafin Malak. <laughs> so they both were. A married couple living in the city of Redlands targeted San Bernardino, Cal- uh, California Ca- uh, County Department of Public Health training event and Christmas party. About 80 employees in rented a ba- uh, banquet room. 14 people were killed and 22 others were seriously injured. <laughs> Farouk was a U.S.-born citizen of Pakistani descent who worked as a health department employee. Malik was a Palestinian-born green card holder. After shooting, the couple fled and rented a Ford Expedition and went on a lovely vacation. (laughs) Four hours later, police pursued their vehicle and and killed them in a shootout. Which has left two... Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) With the exception of those two. According to the... I'm sorry, you're still talking. No, no, no. No, With the the exception of those two. Right. Most of your other mass shootings... But... Can I interrupt you? One no, second. Go ahead. Interesting point. Mm-hmm. False flag event. Mm-hmm. Mass shooting. Mm-hmm. Hajis. <laughs> no, my point being is 9-11. We have to demonize a group of people. Right. So mass shootings. Mass shootings in history. Whenever you hear of a mass shootings, it's always white guy. Oh, shit, he wasn't white. Story's over. You know what I'm saying? Uh... Mass shooting, San Bernardino, Hajis. Okay, Islamic terrorism. Because that's how this was even started. It didn't even start as this, what I read, an terrorist attack mm-hmm. consisting of a mass shooting. Right. Not a mass shooting. Technically, by definition, any mass shooting is a terroristic attack. Whether it be domestic right. or foreign. Right. right. <laughs> and these were still domestic because the guy was born here. Right? Right. So, but because he was of Pakistani descent, it was a terrorist attack. And I would actually have to look into that case. I mean, uh, admittedly, I don't know much about the uh, the San Bernardino shootings. Right. So I would actually have to look into that more. But what I'm saying is, is, is what you have in common here is you have one shooter. And what have they, what, what have all of those been painted with? Whether you're talking about John Holmes and uh, John James, James Holmes, sorry, John Holmes was known for something else. He was shooting other things. <laughs> yeah, I'll skate, skate, skate. <laughs> James Holmes and, and Aurora. I know what you was doing yesterday. Cruz uh, 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 <laughs> and uh, Parkland, uh, Adam Lanza and uh, Sandy Hook. What a lone shooter, crazy lone gunman, right? Right. Same characteristics. Mentally troubled, lone gunman. Right. And it's the same no matter which. It it seems like almost all of these situations have this same thing in common. Starting from Lee Harvey Oswald, lone gunman. Sirhan Sirhan, lone crazed gunman. 
John Alleg- Hinckley Jr. Allegedly. John Hinckley. No, I, they were convicted for such. I know. Well, except for um, uh, Lee Harvey, who never made it. But um, John Hinckley Jr., lone crazed gunman. Son of a bitch. Who just happened to get out not that long ago. Son of a bitch. <laughs> right? Faux Paul's not happy. <laughs> <laughs> Another decom file coming up. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> Faux Paul. What did you mess up? Did he say something wrong? Um, ah, God bless America. Good, That's right? good stuff. That's good stuff. So, I, I'm, just, I'm just pointing out that, that that is a common characteristic used to paint these particular individuals. And that goes into back to a show we did about MK Ultra. Who's to say that Omar Mir Sharif wasn't I'm not saying that they're not. You know. But I would I would say that Well it's they, easy it's they, easy deniability if it's just one person. Well and it's easy to control that one person. You also have the um the suicide angle where the yeah, shooter's not gonna make it out of the situation. Right. He's either gonna die he's gonna quote unquote kill him he's gonna Epstein himself. Or he's gonna James Holmes himself and you don't even know what fucking prison he's in now. Right. Nobody's heard shit about James Holmes, except mm-hmm. that he was in prison, awaiting trial, trial went, and then they moved this son of a bitch to an undisclosed prison. Right. And now nobody knows where the fuck he's at. He's in Acapulco. Uh, Acapulco? Acapulco. Drinking Mai Tais on the Sunning, funning, <laughs> drinking Red Stag fucking old fashions. <laughs> Listening to the D-Tom show. So, so I told you my alias was... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> no, but so anyway, so <laughs> I, I I gotta go. No, I wasn't supposed to tell you that. That's part of the witness protection. Uh... <laughs> right. Don't make me tell him what your real name is. <laughs> I know who you really are. You son of a bitch. <laughs> There's a b- bounty out for you. <laughs> All right. So Sandy Hook. I'm sorry, not Sandy Hook. Um, Columbine straw purchases. <laughs> um. That was 99, you said, 99. right? So 12 was Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook. So obviously 12, what's that, 13, 14 years. Right. I'm sure, without looking it up, and I don't really need to go into detail, I'm sure there was another mass shooting between the two. Um, More than likely, based on the fact that since the last quote-unquote mass shooting, there's been 20-something. There's probably been a couple today. <laughs> right. <laughs> As we're recording this. <laughs> But just know we've been here the whole time. So you were talking about things that come off of the back of um, false flag shooting. Right. Okay. So Sandy Hook was the next memorable. Right. As much was... as I hate to call it that because it's more infamous. Than right. Anything. There you go. In- infamous. Good work. So what you had coming off of this was a uh, an act concerning gun violence prevention and child uh, children's safety also known as Public Law 13.3 or Connecticut, uh, <laughs> Connecticut Senate Bill number 1160 is a bill concerning gun laws in Connecticut. Now, granted, this is just a state legislation, but you can kind of see where the ball's starting to roll here. Uh, the legislation was uh, introduced by Senator Donald Williams in the state Senate and by House Speaker Brendan Shark- Sharkley? Sharkey. In the House of Representatives. It was co-sponsored. None of this matters. Fuck, 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 fuck. The law is considered to be the toughest, strongest, and most comprehensive legislation re- 
relating to gun control in the United States, according to media outlets and advocacy groups. The legislation was introduced in response to the Sandy Hook Elementary uh, School shooting, which occurred on December 14, 2012. The perpetrator, Adam Lanza, shot and killed 26 people, including 20 children, after murdering his mother and stealing her legally purchased firearms. Under Connecticut General Statutes, in force on December 14, uh, 2012, Lanza was in criminal possession of firearms after murdering his mother as he left his home and headed to Sandy Hook Elementary. So my question is this. Why did he do it? No. Um, what law, what was the, the law that passed? What was the point of that law? Uh, you said child protection, whatever. Right. The law includes the following provisions regarding specific gun types and firearm magazines, among others. So this is where we start to see... Capacity. Capacity. Prohibit any sales of gun magazines or clip... Which isn't true. Right. That holds more than 10 rounds. So this is where wow. we're starting to see the 10-round situation. The 10-round rule. Right. The law bans any future sales. Current owners can keep their magazines over 10 rounds, but such magazines must be registered with the Department of Emergency Services and the Public Protection. Extend- so you got to register your mags? Yeah. If, if you owned prior to in the state of Connecticut. Yeah, sugar water. You can go fuck yourself. Extends the law definition of an assault rifle and expands the list of state-banned assault weapons. But To elim- everything that shoots a fucking bullet because that would be deemed an assault. <laughs> <laughs> but eliminates the pre-existing registration requirements and the ban on the sale and transfer of assault weapons that were manufactured and lawfully, lawfully obtained. On or before September 13th, 1994. Now, it's odd that they can go all the way back to 1994 from an incident that happened. As you, so, they're passing this law in 2013. Well, right. So, it's almost twenty going back 20 years. Right. Essentially. Essentially going back to when didn't the, Clinton, the, the Clintons do an assault ban? 94, yeah. In 94. So, that's probably where they got their date from. Right. And that's a state law. Um, the problem with state laws is what happens is the, the U S government will look at different state laws, look at Connecticut, they'll look at whoever and say, we like, we like what you're doing there. We're going to go ahead and do that. Um, okay. So what would, I I don't know if you know this answer or not, but so Sandy hook, Mm -hmm. what, what was next? Next from there would be. Was that San Bernardino or was that? Yeah, San Bernardino would have been 2015. 15, yeah. Okay. So, what came about of that one? Do you know? I don't. <laughs> Laws. It's what we do here. I catch him off guard. You do. And then he's like, God Tell bless America. You after got... San Bernardino. What are you doing over there? I'm, I'm watching uh, SpongeBob. Okay, so let me read this real quick. This is interesting. I found this article, okay? And tell me, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is very telling of a false flag. The goals of present false flag mass shootings. This is submitted by a gentleman by the name of David Hogg. No, David Hodges. 
on Sunday, May 29th, 2022. Okay? Why did I read that date slowly? May 29th, 2022. Okay? You listening? I'm trying. Hello? I'm trying. So he writes, the two recent mass murder events in Buffalo and Uvalde have been exposed as false flag events designed to lead confiscation of America's personal gun and advance the subjugated of this country in international forces. Okay. Before I read on, did you catch what I said there? I'm sorry, I'm trying to look up gun legislation for San Bernardino. Say it again, please. So he says, the two recent mass murder events in Buffalo and Uvalde, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. He wrote this article May 29th. So after Buffalo, but before Uvalde. Right. Who wrote this? A guy named David Hodges. Submitted by David Hodges on Sunday, May 29th, 2022. He writes, two recent mass murders... Uh, events in Buffalo and Uvalde have been exposed as false flag events designed to lead to a confiscation of America's personal guns in, in advance to subjugation of this country by international forces. This is an old familiar pattern with an all too familiar script. Why do they want our guns? Why are they their targets? What will the subsequent martial law look like? And (laughs) all of these questions will be answered in this article. Mm. I have covered this time. Oh, I I just found that was interesting. Uh, What was it? June 2nd, right? Uvalde. So he wrote this article three days, four days, whatever, prior to. uh, Interesting. Hmm. So did you find anything on uh, San Bernardino? Uh, No, not really. I see. Hmm. Oh, of course. Of what? course you got to subscribe. Of course you do. Of course you do. Okay. Well, needless to say, even even in 2015, California had some of the strictest gun laws. Um, Known it, to man. It says California's tough gun laws scrutinized after San Bernardino shooting. Um... Yeah, I don't. I don't see anything in particular that came out of the San Bernardino, which again would lead me to believe that maybe, just maybe, it might not have been a false flag, because we're not seeing anything coming off the back of. Well, and it could have been a legitimate. And it doesn't follow the. Well, I'll say this about that: What was it deemed as a terrorist attack? Right. By these individuals. The, um, the, uh, I'm sorry, I was reading something. <laughs> the, uh, fucking A, Pulse Nightclub hmm. was done by a gentleman in similar nature to the folks that did what they did in San Bernardino. But here's, once again, we go back to the lone gunman. Right. Who died at the scene. Mm, I think so. Okay. Uh, Father. This might be the same article you're looking at because it keeps on throwing me in a fucking subscription thing. No, this is the sun. But Pulse Nightclub, right? Lone gunman. Killed at the scene. Father was an FBI informant. Right. 
Are you seeing a pattern here? Right. Right? FBI in, or federal involvement. Right. Um, I know there's been some questions. How many people did they say was in the Pulse nightclub? 49? No, it was more than that. It was over 100. I'm talking about that was shot and killed. Yeah, 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 but I'm talking about how, how packed. Oh, yeah, it was a packed nightclub. Right. Do you know how many parking spaces the Pulse nightclub has? 22. 11. <laughs> how many people were in the Pulse nightclub that night? Mm, a lot. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is, is the parking garage was full, right? There was lots of cars all around. Oh, yeah. Except there wasn't. Where they all come from? They were dropped off by, by their mama? <clears throat> <laughs> I see what you're saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You know how many exits there are in the Pulse nightclub? Two. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> and no one got out. <laughs> now, didn't they like huddle up in different, like in the bathroom and stuff like that, wasn't it? My point being... You see what I'm saying about these certain situations? Right. That it's like it defies logic how some of this stuff happened. Okay. Right. All right. So after San Bernardino was Pulse, Pulse. if I'm not mistaken. Um, Parkland was 2017. Parkland, and that's where we had Oh, the- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Vegas was 2017. Oh, Vegas, yeah. Parkland was... 2019. Yeah, 19. I was going to say 20. Mm -hmm. Sorry. So, um, Vegas, lone gunman, (laughs) a cache of fucking weapons. Mm -hmm. From a guy who was not even known to be a... Gun nut. Gun nut. And he had some serious hardware. Mm -hmm. Like, we talk about Uvalde having the... uh, Having the... uh, Daniel defense. Daniel defense. This dude had multiple. <laughs> so as much as we talked about the Uvalde shooter and how much hardware he had and how much it cost, this dude had ten times the amount that this other guy, that this kid, whatever had. Not just now, not just ammo, but weaponry. Now, granted, also. granted, he had the money to purchase. So I guess the question isn't really about money, but it's like for a guy that's not really known for guns. Not to mention the fact that... Or even interested in guns. That kind of hardware to get it up into your room on the whatever floor of the Mandalay Bay or whatever it was at. Right. It's like... You know, <laughs> you know, interesting enough, and it just occurred to me, you know what else the difference between Columbine and all these other situations have? You know what we had more of in Columbine than we've had in any other mass shooting? Survivors. Video evidence. You actually got to watch inside the school of Columbine these <laughs> kids going from classroom to classroom. And in that was hallways. in, what was it, 90, 99? 99. And like, we, as even as recently... Well, as recently as Uvalde, the only evidence we've seen is how much the cops were a bunch of pussies and were afraid, you know, to the point where we... Now there's a video being released, right? You just sent me the video today... Of the cop uh, being held the, back. Yeah, the cop that, whose wife was a teacher there mm-hmm. that was one of the ones that was killed. He was trying to get in there. Granted, he didn't... Well, he was trying to get in there, and uh, they held him back. But, but my point being, where's the video evidence of the crews shooting in Parkland? Right. Where's the evidence of the Lanza shooting in... Because we're talking about 
10 year 10 plus years down the road down the road you surely surely after um after uh what the hell was it called Colorado Columbine. yeah Columbine <laughs> <laughs> if you had not like Columbine's the city the town itself not like it's a bustling metropolis you know I, I don't know where Columbine is in reference to like Denver or whatever but my point is is if it was uh, CCTV'd up like it was to be able to see that stuff. Tw- 10, 20 years later, surely, and then you look at Uvalde, for example, a uh, pissant, nothing against the people that live in Uvalde and nothing disgracing the children any- that died there. But look at the, the town of, what was it, 15,000 people. It's just a little pissant town in southern Texas. Right. And they're camered up and you could see all the movements of the police officers. Surely Sandy Hook and the Pulse nightclub and Park. damn no sure that fucking uh, Mandalay Bay was camered up. But what, <laughs> how many videos have you seen? You didn't see shit. Exactly. There was a, I remember seeing a five second video of supposedly, supposedly of the guy from Las Vegas taking this stuff up to his room. My immediate question was when I saw this video was, how in the fuck doesn't anybody say anything? Because he had crates of shit. I mean, hmm. it it legitimately looked like he was loading a Humvee and heading out to yeah. like Baghdad. I'm staying for the month. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck? Well, not only that, but we're and talking- he was going up a damn utility e- elevator. He was like he was going up the main elevator. Well, not only that, but we just talked about the fact that this dude wasn't even known to be interested in guns. Do you know? Do you remember what floor he was on by chance? No. 32nd floor. So you're talking about firing down from the 32nd floor. At a distance, too. It's not like it was necessarily right on top of these people. With no training. No interest in guns. Well, but... And, And I'm not saying that you wouldn't be able to fire into a crowd of people and hit people. Right. But my point is, is to have that much hardware... To be able to operate such hardware, to have the thought in your mind because they're saying that the door was barricaded. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he had bolted the door. Right. But yet the uh, the maintenance man was able to come and open the door when the shooting was done. When he killed himself. Right. Killed himself. Right. Well, and another interesting thing is, <laughs> I think it was the the uh, Las Vegas shooter. We, you and I were talking about this. Doesn't he have a brother? He does have a brother. He has a couple of brothers. Oddly enough, he has a brother who was actually arrested for having uh, some CP on his computer. Now, he lived in an assisted living home. Right? Is that... Wait, hold on. Are we still talking about the shooter in Las Vegas or Hunter? <laughs> no, we're still talking about the oh, shooter. okay. Yeah. We'll talk about Hunter another day. <laughs> um, had a brother named Bruce, oddly enough, you know, Bruce, that a lot of people seem to think, you know, uh, he has another brother, Eric, who has, for the most part, been the spokesman. So any of the interviews that you've seen, you've seen Eric, right. his brother Eric, saying, you know, my brother was never, you know, I, I don't know why he would do such a thing. You know, it's kind of, you know. But he also had another brother named Bruce. Now, a lot of people have equated the pictures of Stephen 
uh, Stephen Paddock to Bruce, they look very similar to the point where they have the same facial features, including the same crooked nose, the same... But Bruce looks a little bit older. Right. Uh, almost to the point where you would say maybe some of the pictures of Steven were... Altered. Or younger. Right. And maybe Bruce's pictures are a little bit older. Right. Or more current, should I say? Well, yeah, it's a situation of you have the shooter, you might go to the stock footage, driver's license photo, they could be five or so years old. Right. And or, there, you know, whatever. Right, and there's some people that have even said some of the pictures that are floating around of Stephen Paddock don't even look like him. Some of the pictures of him and his girlfriend don't even look like the same woman. Right. Because if you remember, he had a uh, Filipino, I believe, uh, girlfriend that he had actually sent off with $100,000 to go buy a home in the Philippines. That's where she supposedly went right. during this whole situation, this whole Vegas shooting. Um, it, it's just a lot of a lot of interesting stuff. But like I said, it's it's 2017. We live in a technologically sophisticated age right where you know vegas is fucking camered up oh yeah okay forget the school shootings you know vegas is camered up yet yeah. we have no footage we have no you don't even have footage of him going into his room with all this stuff the literally the only footage i recall seeing of of I can't even say him of a person who they're saying is him because it's a grainy footage at bet at best is a dude taking a shit ton of crates of something. And and what was the motive? It was to get a phone call. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> is that an alarm? That was an alarm. Oh, um, well, obviously the point was to ban bump stocks. <laughs> but what was his motive? He had no motive, because he killed himself, but, but, allegedly. But, okay, we're saying the school shootings, oh, the guys are bullied, or um, loners, or they're outcasts, or they're trans. In the Uvalde situation where we've seen where they're, they're cross-dressing or whatever. Or even the 4th of July, Highland Park situation where he's a Trump supporter. He's a, oh, cross-dressing Trump supporter? Yeah, no. Doesn't seem right. No. No. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> my point is, is what was his motive? Yeah. Dude had money. Rich. Right. Was in Vegas gambling. Yeah. Just decided all of a sudden, fuck it. Kill people. Let's do it. No, I'm <laughs> saying. Oh. <laughs> JK. Just yeah, to... yeah. No, but um. But another lone. Lone gunman. Well, and it's a it's a simple situation in all these scenarios. Going back to even mm -hmm. to like you said, um, Oswald. Mm -hmm. There's what was one of the things when it comes to like we've talked about. I think we've brought up a conspiracy or two on this show, right? <laughs> and we talked about the moon landing, for example, being a conspiracy. You know, fake moon landing, and our one of our arguments against each other was I can't recall the numbers but however many people worked on the moon landing how could you keep that secret 
from so many people. So if you have a an Oswald, you have a Stephen Patton, you have a, you know, whoever, right? It's easy to shut them up because you can do one of two things with them. You can kill them or you can make them disappear. Yeah. Or you can bury them in the system. Right. Right. And they can't say shit about shit or in the sense of what we think has happened more recently with these last couple of publicized mass shootings. I don't want to say the last couple of mass shootings because obviously there's been more than the three that you could talk about. The publicized ones. Right. That's what I'm saying. Publicized ones. That these guys were on psychotropic drugs, possibly seeing a psychiatrist. They were 18. They were young. They were impressionable. They were whatever. It's easy to say, shut the fuck up. Or like you said, they're on they're on whatever drugs and they're they're crazy. And very much so. If you ever saw, have you ever seen James Holmes? Yeah. John Holmes. No, James, James Holmes. Holmes. Not I haven't seen movies. James Holmes. Mm-hmm. I've seen John Holmes. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, joking. But seriously. Well, if you look at a lot of the pictures of James Holmes, I would say that he... he got crazy eyes. He's got crazy eyes, but he changed his appearance quite a bit to the, to the point where... I'm not sure you can change your facial features. Right. But he looks like a different guy. But... I would say probably under, and and this is where I want to go, and this, I would like to spin off of the mass shootings. But once again, lone gunman, nutcase, crazy lone gunman, right? Right. I'm surprised, I'm surprised that his didn't end up in a suicide, but do you actually, how much do you remember of the Aurora shooting? Batman movie, I mean... Showed I up, right? Yeah. Do you remember the thing that I sent you about during the Batman movie, the the actual um, movie itself? Do you remember... So there's a map. Oh, yeah, the movie. yeah. And it had Parkland and... It had uh, Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook, that's what it was. Right. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. So, anyway... Well, um, the interesting thing, I guess the point being... Well, a- after after got... Hold, hold on just a second. So after the guy finished the shooting, right? You know what he did? You're talking about El, uh, Las Vegas, right? No, I'm talking about um, uh, Aurora. Okay. So dude shoots up the movie theater, right? Loaded with body armor. You know, you think this guy's in it to win it. You right. Know, he's going down. Dude walks out to his car, and he waits for, uh, waits for the police. Like you do. Like you do. Right. And that's how he's apprehended. Because maybe that's that what car. he was commanded to do. You do this is your this is your job. Once you're done, go sit in your car. I just want to point out. Well, think about it. Think about who, the, who else. Who else did we talk about? We've actually done an episode. Who else did we talk about that did the very exact same thing? Um, Mark David Chapman. Yeah. After he shot Lennon. Right. Put the gun down on the curb, sat down, and started reading his... Catcher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying. And, and, and that was a situation there where we th- believe in the MK Ultra situation. But nonetheless, all of these... I don't want to say all of these mass shootings because 
obviously there's more than the five or six that we've talked about. But there's been some kind of subsequential gun legislation passed. Uh, we talked about uh, Sandy Hook. You talked about San Bernardino. Um, Las Vegas, bump stocks. Bump stocks. Then you get into more current Parkland. things. And I've actually got right here, I've got, here is a list of gun control laws passed since the Parkland shooting. Okay? All right. Florida passed the uh, Majority Stoneman Douglas High School Public Safety Act in the wake of the shooting. It raised the er uh, <laughs> raised the age to purchase guns to 21 from 18 in the state of Florida. Um, the law also banned bump stock bump stocks used in the 2017 mass shooting in Las Vegas. Bump stocks make semi-automatic weapons function like automatic guns, so they fire without the need to repeatedly press the trigger. All right, the federal government later effectively banned bump stocks nationwide with a regulation signed by the acting attorney general, Matthew Whitaker, uh, requiring most gun owners to destroy or turn in the devices by March 26th. All right. Washington State voters approved Initiative 1639 in November 2018. As the Seattle Times reported, the new law requires anyone buying a semi-automatic rifle to be 21, pass a beefed-up background check, and have taken a mandatory training class, and wait 10 business days to get the gun. It also allows gun owners to be charged with community endangerment if guns are not locked up and a child or someone not allowed to have them commits a crime with them or brandishes them in public. Vermont enacted new gun laws limiting gun sales to people under 21, capping gun magazine sizes, and restricting person-to-person -person gun transfers without background checks. New Jersey passed a series of gun legislation banning armor-piercing am ammunition, limiting magazine sizes to 10 rounds, allowing guns to be temporarily seized if the gun, I'm sorry, if the owner is deemed dangerous. Where was this? Uh, New Jersey. Okay. Just making sure. Right. right. Requiring so, background sure. checks for public, uh, private gun sales. Let me write these down. And Don't funding, go to New Jersey. Gotcha. And, and funding gun violence research center at Rutgers, the State University for New Jersey. Sorry about that, Fred. Um, Who's Fred? Fred, your buddy Fred. Oh, right, right, right. Doesn't he live in New Jersey? Yeah. Mm, yeah. There you go. California passed laws banning people convicted of domestic violence and people put on involuntary court psychiatric holds twice in a year from owning guns. So you'd be out in California. Damn it, write that down. <laughs> California. No California. No California. The state also now requires gun buyers to be 21. Finally, it is mandated training before people can receive concealed carry permits. And it's probably a may carry versus a shall carry. <laughs> right. Well, and understand, this is still in 2019. So. Right. Um, Louisiana created a mechanism to seize guns from domestic abusers who were banned from having them. The state also allowed guns up to the property lines of schools and colleges, removed a training requirement before bringing guns into houses of worship and legalizes, legalized switchblades. 
So it's almost like Louisiana was kind of laxing a little bit. We're going to go the other direction on this whole thing. <laughs> Interesting. That's <laughs> a that's a strange take. Uh, New York uh, passed a series of new gun laws restricting guns in schools, including effectively banning teachers from carrying weapons on the job. Right. Providing funding for local gun buyback programs, which are always popular. <laughs> and allowing... I'm going to start a bun- uh, gun buyback program. <laughs> you open to uh, add to your collection? I On the cheap? What do you mean? I don't. What are you talking about? I mean, if you had. If right, you right, 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 right. I got to reclaim from my boat. Accident. Accident. Right, gotcha. right, 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 right. And allowing court orders to ban at-risk people from having guns. It also allows longer in New York. <laughs> no to New York. York. Okay. <laughs> it also <laughs> allows longer waiting periods after inconsecutive pre-purchase background checks. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, inconclusive. After inconclusive, sorry. Microphone's getting in the way. In total, Damn, move it out of the way. <laughs> Talk like this. Hey, how's it going? In total, 11 states passed laws in 2018 that restrict gun access to people linked to domestic violence. Right. And eight states plus the District of Columbia created ways to temporarily keep guns from dangerous or at-risk so, people, according to data from the Giffords Law Center, a gun control advocacy group. What happened? Okay, so that was 18. What was the most recent gun shooting uh, to 18? Was that um, Pulse? No, no, no. Yeah. So that was 2018, you said. 18. And Pulse was 17, right? No, that was uh, Vegas, Vegas was, was 17. 17. What the fuck does anything that you just said mm-hmm. have to do with what happened in, in um, Vegas, other than the bump stocks? Uh, you mean in Parkland? Because all these came off the back of, of Parkland. Oh, Parkland. Mm-hmm. Okay, nonetheless. What is the me- domestic violence? I mean, some of the, mo- some of the more common features of different states bills was surrounded around um domestic violence um conclusive uh unconclusive i guess uh background checks parkland shooting uh was cruz right Mm -hmm. bought the gun legally Mm -hmm. now in florida where this happened he he went from 18 to 21 Mm -hmm. which I, I get the idea behind it. I don't agree with it, but I get what they're doing there. Mm-hmm. They also passed the red flag law situation back then, mm. which is bullshit because I've said this time and time again on the show, the Const- the uh, Constitution, the uh, Supreme Court has deemed that unconstitutional and not by a five to four majority, <laughs> nine to zero majority, unconstitutional. But nonetheless, one that Rick Scott. Yeah, the thing that pisses <laughs> me off about that bill, all that shit being passed, was Rick Scott was the governor at the time. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Ronnie Double D? He knows better. He knows what's up. Mm-hmm. The point about that is something. No, Rick Scott signs off on this bill saying, "Yeah, twenty-one. Yeah, red flag laws." Has a shit fit over them passing this bill. A month or so ago, uh, in the in the Capitol, motherfucker, you just did it. I mean, I don't like it either way. Like, uh, but Nadler, Nadler, 
I don't recall who it was that said something to him, but they were like Nadler, Jerry Nadler from New York saying, um, what did he say? Uh, 18-year-olds aren't mentally capable or competent. Or, he was going back and forth. Which, okay, was it Chip yeah. Roy? Mm-hmm. Aren't competent. Mentally competent to, right. to so they asked him if he was ready to raise to, the age of the draft right. to twenty one because well no we need bodies I uh, mean uh, people <laughs> right right that's what they think about you mm-hmm. the fact that you have a handful and, and I don't want to dismiss Parkland or Buffalo or any of these shootings I don't want to dismiss it because the people that died in these situations and the I mean Parkland itself. Think of all the casualties. I mean, David Hogg, the lone survivor of, of Park. Park. Wait. Yeah. That must have been a very small graduating class. It had to be. I mean, he's the only one who made it out alive. <laughs> and thank God he's there yesterday in front of Congress showing his ass. What? Anyway. He needs the 15 minutes of fame because his uh, failed uh, <laughs> his- pillow... <laughs> the, the, Do you remember the you, hog pillow? W- yeah, what were you calling it? He should have called it what? The the whole hog or the <laughs> sleep pig or something like that. Anyway, but my point being is this. This is politics. You have a governor of a state, Florida, Rick Scott. Oh, yeah, we got we to gotta ban the 18-year-olds from getting these guns, and we got to do the red flag laws, which are unconstitutional. Now he's raising a stink as a senator. Motherfucker, whatever. Hmm. I mean, I agree. It shouldn't be shouldn't be law, but my point being is, and he's a Republican, so I'm not even sitting there saying, oh, he's a Republican, he's a great guy. Is he? He's a rhino. And I, well, anyway. (laughs) Point being is, yeah, (laughs) that's another, that's another show. How how long are we going right now? (laughs) Don't worry about it. Just keep talking. (laughs) Let's do this. It's 530. No. I'm joking. Uh, Where are you going? Get back here. Um. I'm sorry, you're drinking like a damn water over there. I'm sipping on it. Um, anyway, so I guess our, our point to this hour and a half that we've been talking about mass shootings <laughs> is... Oh, we were just going to breeze through this mass <laughs> shooting thing. Right. Hi, I'm Don, and you're Chris. <laughs> I don't breeze through shit. Yesterday, I did a sh- or Wednesday, I did a show... I literally had maybe 15 minutes, maybe, maybe you know, 15 uh, minutes of yeah. material, and I'm 40 minutes in. Son of a bitch, listen to Luminati. A little inside baseball. I usually get this. Huh. Yeah, I didn't have anything going in. I, I thought maybe I could talk maybe 10, 15 minutes or whatever. <laughs> One hour later. <laughs> One hour later. <laughs> and furthermore, Biden. <laughs> anyway, so we'll, we'll, we'll end it on the mass shootings. Wait, you got more? No, 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 we're not ending the show. We're ending mass shootings. Oh, mass shootings. We, we still got a lot more to go. <laughs> Thank Guys, you. go get a fucking refill. <laughs> kiss your wife goodnight and listen to some more, some bullshit we got. But I want to cap it off with this and then we'll take a break because I know okay. you're you're licking the bottom of your glass there. I didn't know your tongue was that long. Chrissy's a lucky woman. Oh. Love you, babe. <laughs> but anyway, she uh, are you Gene Simmons' son? <laughs> Holy shit. And that's a Pilsner glass, too. <laughs> theater of the mind anyway point being our whole our whole point of this hour plus diatribe on mass shootings is you can ask the question anyone listening to this still if you're still listening (laughs) you could ask the question 
you're crazy. You, Chris, Don, you guys are fucking crazy. There's no way in hell the government would ever perpetrate such an atrocity to pass bump stocks, to pass red fly laws, to pass whatever laws. They don't give a shit. Number one is this. Hold on. Number one is this. There is way too many. In, in the eyes of the, the powers that be, there are way too many people in this country or this world if they have to kill, I mean, as bad as what I'm about to say sounds, and I'm not saying this from me. This isn't coming out of my mouth. But in, <laughs> okay, it is coming out of my mouth, but I'm not saying this is me. But the way they see it is this. Let me, let me put my ring on. Hold on. Let me... If they have to kill a few people to prove a point, so be it. I would simply say, remember Operation Northwoods, the fact that you had the Joint Chiefs all come together. They were all like, let's do it. Like, they thought that they had the greatest plan. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And their plan was to kill American people, Mm -hmm. to perform acts of terror on its own citizens to further their agenda. Their agenda. Oh. Needless to say, and, and anybody that, that thinks I'm lying and thinks that I'm I'm having an Alex Jones moment, look up Operation Northwoods. That is not a fake thing. That is a 100% it's a proven, situation. proven operation that was written up by, by our government. By? By Robert McNamara. Who also was involved in? Vietnam War. And Gulf of Tonkin. Gulf of Tonkin, mm-hmm. So we jokingly, you and I jokingly say Gulf of Tonkin was pre-written in 62 by McNamara and when they when Kennedy was killed by Right, they were like we need something new and he's like hey, I got you right here just change this from Northwoods Woods. to Gulf of Tonkin and then wherever it says Cuba put Vietnam. <laughs> and and okay. I need that I need that on my desk by the end of the day. That's me typing. <laughs> anyway. You know what I'm saying? No, I get Anybody it. that thinks that that is crazy, anybody that thinks that your government cares has, has you... In their best interest. They don't give a shit about any of us. It's kind of like working at your job. You're just a number. And... I'm not going to go there. They can easily replace you because... I'm not going to go there. <laughs> they don't... Where are you going? I'm not going to go there. <laughs> okay, so... Gulf of Tonkin, proven false flag. Mass, right. right. Mass shootings. We, we, we could go into detail on it if you really wanted to, but I'd say for the most part, most of the popularized I, I, yeah, mass shootings. And, that, and that's my point. I think that's my whole point to mass shootings in general. I can sit here and tell you that this month alone, there's been, so far, there's been 59 mass shootings. Last year in July of this year, there at this point, there were 62 You've heard of a, a couple. I'm not saying that one isn't too many. My point being is, why haven't you heard of all 59? Right. Because they didn't involve the right gun, the right color person, the right whatever the situation was. Or they weren't planned. Or they weren't planned. They were just random acts of violence. We're not saying that that doesn't happen. Right. We're just saying that there are certain ones out there they that, cherry pick. that have what they need yeah and then anytime and and you know this 
via our yours and eyes, and we I think we even talked about it on one of the shows when when you were in here on a constant basis, you son of a bitch. Hmm. Um, <laughs> when you had the uh, the Jack Shacks and all these, mm-hmm. and it's like, and my first question whenever. A, now, whenever a mass quote unquote mass shooting, what kind of gun they use is what I ask you. What kind of gun was it? But 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 you see how that's used, and you can see the difference between one that's planned and one that's not planned. Jack shack shootings, not planned, but oh shit, <laughs> we can use this. We can use this because what was going on in New York? Right, you were having a lot of violence towards Asian Asian people. Right, so they were like, oh shit, this guy's fucking shooting up Asian women. Right. Oh, it had nothing to do with race, and that was what. And, and the it? dude even said it himself. Right, it had nothing to do with race. Right. I was sexually frustrated. Cancel that. Cancel, <laughs> cancel. Uh, New York, Re- and these are more recent. New York subway shooting, shooting. Well, hold on. Initially, when it first happened, and then it was like, oh, he's a black guy with a handgun. Mm, yeah. Nothing really to go on. Unleash the buffalo shooter. Because that happened a week later. Well, I would say there's some interesting stuff around that that New York shooting too, but the the subway shooter. Right. There's some interesting stuff there too, but that's, that's another show. Here right we go. Here. here we go. So we're going to get a Clark. refill. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about. Well, you know what? I never gave you my tease. You ready? Hold on. <sighs> I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. <laughs> so we talked about false flags. Right. To start the show over. No. <laughs> So, Gulf of Tonkin, mass shooting, you also said 9-11, which is pretty much a show in itself, so we right. probably won't get into that. We talked about Oklahoma City. Well, barely. Well, I'm just, I'm not saying we talked about anything other than what we oh, talked just, about. Yeah, okay. I'm saying, when we say false flag events in America, these right. are the items we talked about. Boston bombing. Boston mm-hmm. bombing. Do you have anything topical? I mean, we're not going to go into details. No, no, we're no, gonna, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you have any other ones? No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. So, I've got one for you got two well i've got two but one we've already talked about that nobody is really talking about and this kind of flashes back to the gulf of tonkin well you heard this i already told you this one this goes back to the gulf of tonkin situation it predates gulf of tonkin Mm. pearl harbor Mm. was pearl harbor a false flag and and Mm. i'm gonna i'm gonna we're going to break on this one because this one you and I didn't talk about. Okay. You don't even know what I'm about to say. I don't. I'm really a woman. No. <laughs> kind of figured. I knew it. <laughs> uh, we'll break on what I'm going to say. Okay. When I say, I, as a matter of fact, let me get the music ready here. So as I say what I'm going to say, we're going to let her go to break and we'll come back on this one okay and this is why i personally believe and you you could agree to disagree or you can agree to agree this is why i believe false flags are a real thing perpetrated by our government we're getting refills right let me let me slur that word again right (laughs) and not just in america but Across the world, right. Russia, China, they, they all these companies, all these, yeah, it's nothing. This is not an American this thing. Yeah, but this don't tread on. America. And this is what we care about, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You ready? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know that you're ready for this one. What is the most recent false flag that you can think of outside of a mass shooting? I'm talking recent. So you're talking about maybe within the last 
Mm, year in uh, six months. Year in six months. All right, you wouldn't be talking about the Russia. No. The the no. no. Russia Ukraine. I, as soon as you said Russia, I told you no. Huh. I, mm. It's an American. Border? It's an American Border? thing. No. Border. No. Hmm. I'm gonna say two words, and we're gonna end it on this. You ready? Mm-hmm. January sixth. So, January 6th, right? <laughs> All right, guys, we're back. We've, we've got a refill. Never um, even, uh... Chris, I had to pick him up off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Um, not true. So, basically, here's... I recently, and when I say recently, I mean yesterday, thought about January 6th being a false flag event. Now, obviously, real people did what they did. Um, grandmas toward the Capitol. <laughs> you had the Chewbacca man. You know, you had these situations. But you also had Ray Epps. You also had uh, John Sullivan. Sullivan. You had bad actors. Provocateurs. Right. There you go. Involved. Mm-hmm. We have videotape evidence of these people doing... Which absolutely blows my mind to the it, fact that you could not just sit, go into this committee, mm-hmm. and just drop that tape on them. Huh. Roll the tape. And, and the reason I say J6 was a... A false flag. Now, granted, it's not a false flag in a sense of a mass shooting or something like that. What I mean by false flag is you had federal people, whether they were informants or agents or whatever, involved. What? The uh, the whole uh, um, kidnapping of uh, Gretchen Whitmer. Right. Well, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, true. But, or alleged. No, it was, it was, it was a plot. Yeah, via the... Uh, FBI <laughs> only <laughs> only was FBI agents involved trying to coax little pizza for trying to trying to coax white supremacists or whatever <laughs> into coax them like, like we'll pay for the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> let's do this we got the I got the car We'll, we'll drive you. <laughs> we'll drive. <yeah. laughs> it's true, but but J six. Right. Okay. Um, the only reason it came to light to me that this was a false flag event. I mean, it is. It is. But I get what you're saying. Well, okay. Anyone that has half a brain. So this includes you. That oh, <laughs> no. But even on January seventh of. 20 or 21, whenever it was, could sit there and say, this is bullshit, right? Mm -hmm. But as of now, today, the reason I even call it more bullshit than it was when it happened is what happened with Stephen Colbert's people. And the reason I say that was everyone that was, the majority of the people that were arrested for January 6th were arrested for um, stuff (laughs) that they shouldn't have been doing. Trespassing. I'm trying to find the terminology here. Hold on. Um, Illegally entering the Capitol without an escort. Yeah, essentially. Um, 
Yeah, words. They were arrested for stuff. Right. I know that. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to find how they phrased it here. Thank, I'm probably, thank God we got that 60-year-old woman that has cancer. Right. Thank God we got her off the streets. <laughs> exactly. Did you ever see that video? I, th- I think I told yeah. you about it. Yeah. She showed up for her first day of prison or whatever, and she's wearing like the scarf because she has no hair now right. because she's going through her chemo treatments. You know, thank <laughs> God we got her off the streets. She presented such a, 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 a threat to this country. Thank <laughs> God. Right. So, yeah, essentially they were arrested for illegally entering. Loitering? Yeah, essentially. <laughs> I'm talking about Colbert's people oh, were a, arrested for unlawful entry. They were denied access the day before. They were denied their you know passes or whatever. So, essentially, they were arrested for harassing Republican lawmakers mm-hmm. um, being unescorted mm-hmm. through the Capitol buildings. And they had been told to leave multiple times. Mm. So they were arrested for that. Okay. Flashback to January 6th, where we have, and I don't say we have, like it's a DTOM exclusive. This is, you can fucking Google the shit and find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Where the cops are leading these people, not all of them, but a lot of them. Well, you have the you had the videos of the cops removing the barricades, mm-hmm. waving people in. Someone unlocked the doors mm-hmm. and opened the doors. For and them. I still I still go to the point where like yeah you could you could make the argument if we had someone here opposing what we're saying, they could make the argument. What about the video of the people breaking the glass? And I would say that's Antifa. That's your John did, Sullivan. Did you, did you watch the people trying to stop them? No. I did. They weren't. They were. What were they doing? Trying to stop them from breaking the windows. The, the, the Trump yes. people. I'm talking about, I thought you meant no, police no, no, officers no. or whatever. No, 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 no. Yeah, you, the, Trump, the Trump people were going up to the officers. Are you going to stop them? Look what they're doing to our building. Right. If I'm not mistaken, those were their words. Our building. building. Right. Are you going to do something? Are, Are you, you going to call for backup? Right, and they're like, mm-hmm. They didn't even My do name's that. Ben and I ain't in it. They were just like. <laughs> and they're like, hey, it's uh, 3 o'clock. <laughs> Wait, no, they're tearing the building down. Yeah, it's uh, 3, 302. <laughs> but that's my point. Chewbacca, man. If, if you don't know anything else about January 6th, you remember that guy dressed in the fucking, uh, the, the, the fur. fucking fur mm-hmm. with the horn McGillicuddy and the painted face oh, looking mean, like brave Braveheart, whatever. You mean the guy that uh, Nancy Pelosi's brother took a picture with outside the Capitol? Right, prior to the quote-unquote insurrection. Right. Right. <laughs> that guy. Was he arrested? By the yeah, way? he's in prison. Oh, no, what, no. the brother? No. Oh. No. Oh. But, but my point is, is the... Chewbacca guy, the Shaoman, whatever the fuck his name is, is in prison because he pleaded guilty to whatever. And I've said this time and time again that most of these people that have already been tried and convicted pleaded guilty because they had lackluster um, representation. representation. Mm -hmm. The one guy that has gotten off so far from charges... He had the money to have an attorney that had the balls to say, "He's be, my client's being charged for unescorted, um, whatever the terminology is. I, I, I had it here, but for life, me, I can't find it. They had been escorted. No, that's, um, 
I can't remember the terminology they used on the uh, on the Colbert people, but the same terminology was being used on these J six people. Right. And I, I don't recall the name of this guy, but his attorney said, huh, "Play." That's what I'm saying. There's my uh, client right there being led by the police through the motherfucking Utunda. Uh, Rotunda. Mm -hmm. There he is. There's his escort. If the majority of these people that are in prison because of this, and I'm going to go back to the shaman, the Chewbacca guy, whatever the fuck you want to call him, there is (laughs) Google... uh, whatever, Shalman, January 6th, Chewbacca guy, you're going to find a video of him being led down through the Senate motherfucking floor by a police officer. And I can almost witness it. I can see it in my head being telling played. Telling be respectful, not Telling the guy anything. that's laying there in front of the speaker's are desk, you okay? are you okay? Yeah. yeah, I'm fine. Okay, just be respectful. This is sacred ground. And, that, and the Chewbacca guy saying, this is a fucking patriot right here. Look at that. All right. I just want to take a picture. Cool. That cop's not doing a damn thing. That right there should have let him walk right out the fucking door like it did this other guy. But because he could afford an attorney that had the balls to stand up to the judicial system. (laughs) Easy for you to say. But you know what I'm saying. Right. These other people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand how that hasn't been the end of this whole uh, charade. Right. Has been one of... Well, and I understand none of the Republicans that that oppose this shit are allowed on this committee. Right. They they pretty much kick them all Yeah, I mean, take Jim Jordan, for example. Right. Out of Ohio. He is a big proponent and against all this bullshit. This is a constant charade. The whole point of the January 6th committee has nothing to do with these people. Because these people that have been arrested have nothing to do with the J6 committee. They have nothing to do with yeah, this. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. No one on that committee has an opposing opinion. They're right. all in lockstep, all in lockstep. With, no matter what the so R or D is, is next to their name. There, if, if there would be one person that had the balls, that's all you got to do is go and play this tape <laughs> of the police removing the barricades, the police opening the doors, the police taking selfies with the people, mm-hmm. the police escorting people down, the pictures of the people standing in line behind the velvet ropes and 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 i think the garbage when we talk about knocked over yeah we talk about false flag events the reason i started thinking about january 6th yesterday after i was talking about stephen colbert's people all being let off by the doj on the exact same charges that were filed against them by the capitol police the same people that charged the january 6th people with the same charges that's when I'm like, and I, not that I shouldn't say that's when I believe that January 6th was a bullshit thing. I've been believing that. But if that doesn't prove that January 6th is bullshit, the whole point of the J6 committee, and I've said this time and time again, there's n- only one reason for this committee, and that's to get Donald Trump to not be able to run again for president. Period. There's no other reason because it's not a trial. Because what was it, Cassidy Hutchinson? She would not have been allowed if this was a quote unquote trial. Something to the effect of right. She would not have been able to say that without somebody saying, I object, that's hearsay. Period. End of story. What's gonna be interesting is Steve Bannon Mm. starts he's Mm. 
Did he start yeah, or is already, it starting? No, he already started. Him. Oddly enough, not on television. Oddly enough, not on television, and I, I saw his um, his tirade after he came out mm-hmm. day one, and he's saying that none of the main players are even there. Right, and he's like, if you don't have the balls, to you want to you want to drag me into here, and you want to charge me with something, and you don't even have the balls to fucking show up. You got your fucking staffers coming in here trying to charge me. Mm. Yeah, that's probably probably the wrong guy, and I think that's probably why he's like, "Fuck it, I show up. Cool, yeah. let's do this." Mm-hmm. And kudos to him. But I didn't want to go on and on about J Six. I just wanted to. Reason I brought that up was because I wanted to prove, I wanted to show not, the people or tell the people that are listening. Not all of them have to be. It's not all about mass shootings and killing people. Right. It's just the idea of fooling. Well, you forgot about that. Uh, the, the police officer that lost his life. He was remember, Ashley he was, Babbitt. He was beaten with a fire extinguisher and 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 stomped over and and crushed and and there was blood everywhere and, and oh, people yeah. were slipping in it and falling and yeah, well, I talked about that on the show with the 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 <laughs> what was it? What was that officer? I don't know. Some chick. I don't remember. No, it was a guy. I don't remember the guy, the that, guy died. that died. I'm talking about the chick that that testified. She was like, it was like a war. Huh. Man, she don't know what fucking war is. And there wasn't blood everywhere. I seen the fucking video. There's no blood anywhere. Right. Fucking whore. He died there, though, man. They beat him with a fire extinguisher. Right. Oh, you mean he died several yeah. days later? At, Had a, a stroke or stroke. a heart attack or whatever it was. Right. Right. Because he was already known to have heart issues. Mm, right. Oh. Anyway. So. False flags. False flags. <laughs> Back to killing people. Back to killing people. It's the real meat of the story. So nine eleven. Oh. <laughs> Buckle up, folks. Here we go. Hour number five. No, I, I I wanted to do this one because you've already kind of discussed it before. Okay. And that's Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. The bombing. Oh, okay. Right, right, Oklahoma right. City. Right, right. What happened? Stuff. People did some stuff. <laughs> Not a lone bomber, though. Wasn't he though? Because that's how they portrayed him. Well, kinda. I mean, he's you know, dead. He's dead. So, <laughs> oddly enough, he's the only one that's dead. He's or, the only I mean, one that's other dead. than the people that died. But oddly enough, they painted him as the lone nut again. Right. You know, same same uh, same theme going. Now he did have an accomplice. Several accomplices, actually, <laughs> but only one of that we know of. Supposedly. Who? So we're talking about Timothy McVeigh and the bombing of Oklahoma City. And, and, and Roy Epps was there, wasn't he? <laughs> and Roy Epps was... Uh, we gotta go into the Murrah building. We gotta <laughs> blow it up. <laughs> you know, funny you mentioned that because there was a Ray Epps character in this story, believe it or not. Okay. <laughs> I remember this one. <laughs> Do you, Bill? Yeah, I do. You took full advantage of this. I surely did. Because y'all were taking it on the chin. <laughs> right. Oh, no, that was Monica. <laughs> she took it on the chin. You know what I mean? I wrote a song about it. You want to hear it? Here it go. <laughs> the funny thing... I shouldn't say funny about anything. That's ironic. The ironic thing about Oklahoma City is the the thing that stands out to me about the bombing of Oklahoma City is you're on the hills of Ruby Ridge. You're on the hills of Waco. 
right? Right. Because wasn't this two years? Was it two years to the day? When was Oklahoma? 95? Yeah. Right. I think it was two years to the day. Uh, April 19th, right? Oklahoma City? It was 19th, yeah. April 19th, 1995. Yeah. So, April 19th, 1993, you had the siege at Waco. Okay. Right. And what you had is you had the mishandling of both situations. Right? Right. Without going into detail about Ruby Ridge. Um and without going into detail about Waco, I think most people know about Waco and what happened. So we'll just we'll just go with that. But in both situations, the ATF and FBI kind of overstepped their bounds, right? More so the ATF, I think. But you had the... Are you okay? Yeah, I'm trying to find something. You're good. Keep talking. Okay. You had the mishandling of the situations. And you had a severe... Um, downgrade in the trust <laughs> of these alphabet um, agencies. Agencies, Right. Right? You had Bill Clinton in office. And you had... You had... Uh, uh, senators and House representatives wanting to actually defund these agencies. I'm going to totally interrupt you for one second. What else is new? My show notes for that show are not in my computer. Hmm. And the only reason I'm thinking about this, I'm sorry to totally interrupt you. I think you actually did the show on April 21st. It was on the 20th. I did it on the oh, 20th. Okay. It was because so I remember because I actually listened to it the other day just to kind of get a refresher. And I was like, hey, it's 420, man. But you don't have any show notes for it. I know I have them because I have every I have 418, 422, 424. Nothing for that, huh? Right, because I look at 418. I, I don't mean to totally get off track here, but this was a 418, 2022. Welcome to Don't Trade on America. Come to your bubble. On today's show, I'm going to go out of norm because I have a bone to pick with this country. <laughs> What's it all about? How many episodes have started that way? Oh, that was yesterday. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, but here's one about Florida Senate Bill 4C. That was on the 22nd, hmm. the 24th. So, God bless. I'm sorry, you go ahead. No. My, my point being is you had a, a severe lack of trust in these, these agencies, right? Right. If I'm not mistaken, I think the Republicans had a majority? In 95? Yeah. 95, yeah. So you had a lot of the Senate and, how, and uh, House representatives were looking actually to defund some of these agencies. Right. Because of the Ruby Ridge and because of Waco. Okay? Not, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you Jesus one more Christ. time. I will but get look, to my point eventually. I, I'm sorry, but this is pissing me off because what the fuck is going on? Here's the they list. Don't. This is on Spotify. What are those three shows? What are the dates? Go woke, go broke. 22nd. 22nd. 20th. Right. 18. Okay, so the 22nd is what? Go, 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 go broke? Yep. 20th is? Oklahoma City bombing. 18th is? Got a bone to pick with this country. Right. On my computer, I have the 18th, bone to pick with this country, and it skips to the 22nd. Right, because they erased it. Oh, I mean, um, 
That's some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. I and, and this I'm I'm at a loss for words here because I, this isn't theater of the mind. This isn't some bullshit false flag detom false flag. <laughs> I'm legitimately looking at my computer. I keep all my show notes. And you don't have notes. I have the, the 18th, the 22nd, and the 24th. The 20th is not in here. You know what? Now I just showed you those those shows. Mm-hmm. Do you recall what app I just showed you on? Uh, was that the Podbean? No, it was Spotify. That was Spotify. Okay. Which, by the way, folks listening to this, if you have the space on your phone to do so, download the Podbean app. And the reason I say that is, I can go live on Podbean, and you can hear it. You can hear it. But anyway, so my show notes are kept on the iCloud, right? I'm curious. Let me go through Apple iTunes here. Let me go to April 20th. May, April 20th. I guess what's not on a- on iTunes? Are you serious? No, sorry. I'm joking. Oh. But um, I was curious because I was like, shit, I wonder if it's, not on, if it's not on the iCloud here, if it's not on iTunes. But it's there. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I totally did not mean to interrupt you. I just was tripping because I wanted to pull up my notes so I could play some, some clips here. This is really tripping me out because I had some good stuff here. You know what it is? I had all them fucking clips. YouTube clips. From the local news. Right. That I was able to play. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. So, false flags, killing people, go. Right. So, (laughs) as I've said for the fourth time now, you had a serious distrust in some of these agencies. You were looking at some of the... Shut up. I'm finishing my point. (laughs) You had people in power looking to defund these agencies. Right. So, what you had to have is... um, you needed a situation to swing the, the, the power back in your favor. Right. And you even heard this in some of Bill Clinton's language after the bombing. Wait, what did I do? <laughs> you heard him talk about, oh, yeah, we were we were this and we were that. And then the bombing I said happened. it just like that. I said, we were this and we were that. <laughs> and Monica, come here, suck this and that. <laughs> That's what I said. I remember. And she was like, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. but. You had the bombing happen. Right. And then how was it portrayed? So Timothy McVeigh was a anti-government. Right. Militia. Right wing. Right wing nut. Right. Right. Anti-government. So what happened after the bombing? You didn't have any of these senators or house representatives. All of a sudden they're like, well, shit. I can't go against this because then that makes me look like an anti-government nut. Right. So you swung the power. Just like that. Just like that. Okay. <clears throat> I know you in your show. Sorry. <laughs> that was brought to you by Red Stag. Just <laughs> beam Red Stag. Um, you had Timothy McVeigh. And I know in the show you went into uh, Officer uh, Yeki, right, and his statement, which is a very interesting uh, situation. One of the first officers on the scene pulled several uh, people, the, yeah, out of the out of the wreckage. I believe he actually hurt himself pulling. Uh, before you go any further, mm-hmm. I can't find the show note. No, mm-hmm. um, 
before we get into too much detail of the show I did, mm-hmm. if you guys want to know about that, go listen to it. Yeah. April sec- uh, April 20th, 2022. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but it's a pretty damn good episode because I play a lot of local news mm-hmm. clips. On the scene before, before the narrative the, is being swamped. Yeah, before the national media and the government could get a hold of the narrative. And also have an interview with the ex-wife, or the, well, she was technically his ex-wife, but they were supposed to be about to be remarried. Right. But anyway. Okay. So, I, I, the reason I'm interrupting you is because I want them to listen to the show. If they right, I understand. <laughs> I understand. So, in, in the first days, once again, this is this is something very interesting. And it's something that we're seeing with some of the situations that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. So, we're talking about 1995. Right. Oddly enough, <laughs> we're talking about the lack of video footage. Okay? <laughs> right. Because we're not we're not just talking about any building. We're talking about a federal building that houses the ATF. ATF, the DEA, the Right. Whatever. Right, right, right. So we're not just talking about some random building in Oklahoma City. Right. We're talking about a a a heavily um, monitored right building. Well, it's like I said, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> it's like I said on the show. It's not like it was the fucking post office, which right. is a government building. Right. This building housed a lot of stuff. High profile. A lot <laughs> of stuff. But my now, point- the idea, I'm sorry we're, no, to no, interrupt you. Ahead. I know you got a point, but I'm going to interrupt you because you're stupid. Right. No. The idea presented to the American people was that Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols were pissed off because of Ruby Ridge and Waco. Right. I made the point of saying in the show that I did that Ruby Ridge was in... Where, where was Ruby Ridge? God, why did you have to ask me that? Arkansas? No. Waco, obviously, in Texas. And Ruby Ridge, you said Idaho, right? Right. So, um, why... Okay, how do I want to present this? Why would um, McVeigh and Nichols, why would they target this building? Per se. Because this was um, mainly because the ATF was head, had a headquarters here. Right. Right. And the ATF was looked at as the agency that kind of overstepped its bounds and was kind of at fault for the Waco incident. Okay. So how familiar you are with the geographic layings of uh, Texas? Oh, yeah, I know everything. What do, you, what do you want to know? So, if you go past uh, Mockingbird Lane right. in southern Waco. Yeah. <laughs> Waco, Texas is roughly 20, 30 miles south of Dallas. Right. There is an ATF field division office in Dallas. Why would you go all the way north to Oklahoma, to Oklahoma City? City? Other than the fact that... Because the- most of the... The people involved would have been in there. Waco would have been in Dallas. Um, 
from my understanding, the the militia right. group that he had been. Um, What, what's the word I want to involved? use? Involved with, thank you. Uh, was located in Kansas, if I'm not mistaken. So this was probably a little bit closer of a drive than saying. And I don't think his... his The way it's portrayed, I don't think his issue was with the Texas division of the ATF. Which is ATF in general. ATF government in general. But, okay. okay. So... Where was I going with this? Oh, my point being, we're talking about a building that's highly surveilled, CCTV footage, right? So this is what you're wanting to portray to the people. This was a lone uh, right-wing nut that had a problem with the the very anti-government. Right. Had a problem with the ATF because of Waco, because he was there, supposedly, right? Said uh, sought revenge against federal government. Ninety-three Waco siege and ended in deaths of eighty-two people, who many were children. Blah blah blah. Ninety-two Ruby Ridge incident. Didn't say that he was there necessarily, but well, for my he felt some was, sort of way. From my understanding, he was. Some rumors speculated that he was at Waco. Okay. Okay. Not not that I'm saying he was part of the Branch Davidians. Right. I'm just saying he was at the at Waco. He was one of the bystanders. Okay. Do you realize that no footage has ever been released of Timothy McVeigh pulling up in the truck in front of the uh, uh, Arthur Murrow Murr building? Yeah. Murrow. Well, so what better way to close the chapter on Oklahoma City bombing than to release the footage, right? Right. If this is what happened, this is official narrative. Timothy McVeigh pulled up in a rider truck solo because Terry Nichols wasn't with him. Right. Correct? Supposedly he was in a getaway vehicle. Okay. So Timothy McVeigh solo pulled mm-hmm. up in a rider van, a uh, rider truck. Truck. Which wasn't even Living a full truck. size truck. No, it was a, a right. mid size, right. right? Anyway. In front of the building, got out of the truck. Right. Right? I need this to come back further. <laughs> Or you need to sit up and quit being so lazy. Okay. I'm sorry. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What better way to solidify this story than to provide the footage? Right. Now, my question is, do you realize that none of that footage has ever been shown? Or has ever been released to anyone, including investigators? Well, to the point where the the initial reporting via local news, not like Oklahoma City, some podunk town, I mean, granted, it's not New York City, mm-hmm. but Oklahoma City is a fucking capital of the state, mm-hmm. right? So it's the probably, I would assume, the most populated state. They've got an ABC, CBS, NBC, you know, whatever affiliates. They're, they're, they're the New York City, so to speak, mm-hmm. of Oklahoma. Fair? Fair. First on the scenes were your three networks, local mm-hmm. networks. On the scene, not one of those networks. And I played, if you guys go back and listen to the April 20th show I did on Oklahoma City bombing, not one of those news networks, local, local, that's key, local news networks said anything about any kind of truck parked in front of this building. 
You know, there actually was a eyewitness to a truck being parked. Roy Epps, wasn't it? No, no, Son no. of a bitch. No, no, no. But it wasn't in front of the building. What was it? You know, there was actually an eyewitness statement that there was a bomb squad truck parked across the street at a church from the Murr building. Right. And then... That morning. Prior to. Prior to. Right. Just in case. Because, you know, you never know when a bomb's going to work. Well, at first, it was stated that never happened. They're mistaken. Right. That was there. Oh, yeah, that truck. Oh, the guy took it out, and he was running errands. Because that's what you do. You take the bomb diffusing (laughs) squad truck out to run errands. Right. Right. In the same vicinity where it just happened to be a quote-unquote truck bomb. But the interesting thing, and I really... Do I want to give too much away of the episode? I really... We're talking about Oklahoma City bombing. Okay, so... Let's go. Go back to April 20th. Listen to my show. Listen to it. It's a good episode. Listen to it. It's it, great. It, I'm it, telling you because I was on. No, no, no. I'm telling you it's a really good episode. Listening to the officer's wife speak, it well, gives you even, really a even good listen, context about listening things to that the, were going on at the time. Even listening to the local news media talk about the... Not the truck bomb, but the two and three bombs found... Afterwards. Afterwards. On, as a matter of fact, if I recall, because I listened to it the other day, mainly because I love to hear my, hmm. myself speak. Hmm. Shocking. Sugar water. Hmm. Listen to that. It's just like... <laughs> it just oh, rolls. just rolls. It, especially when you got a little whiskey on it. It's like, yeah, what's going out there? <laughs> anyway. Um, what was I saying? Mass shootings. So in Columbine... No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, the second bomb... The second and hold on, third bomb. Hold on. Did I just say second bomb? I thought it was a truck bomb. It was a truck bomb did all this devastation. Right. N- no. According to the official narrative, that's right. the only bomb. That's the only bomb. But the second bomb and third that bomb. was well, but the second bomb <laughs> that was removed mm-hmm. from inside from inside underneath or you know in the basement or parking garage whatever it is was bigger and definitely could have been more devastating than the first bomb. So imagine this. Uh, there was a dude that said stuff. What was the guy's name? Magnum? Mac? No, that's not Magnum. No, I'm thinking of the <laughs> other guy. What was that? Partain. 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 Uh, yeah. Was it Partain? Partain from the Air Force. Uh, Air Force demolition. He was, he was a a former general. I would have. I had the notes, but you yeah, know, somehow I know you or another, I think it's Partain. I didn't look at it. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's Partain. At any rate, um, he was a bomb expert or a demolitions expert for the Air Force. I want to say or the Army, one of the two. At any rate, he testified or he told these news agencies because I played the clip. And and the reason I say this is, listen to the show. You can listen to his words. There's no way possible. That this truck, assuming the size of the truck and assuming it was packed full of whatever uh, elements they said they used, uh, fertilizer and um, was it, it wasn't gasoline, fertilizer and whatever, um, there's no way that could have done that kind of damage. Go ahead. All right. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to find the guy's name, and of course, it's not in. It's probably with my show notes that it's have disappeared. Probably with the show notes. Okay, so we we did a little searching, and some interesting things came about. So what did you what did you find? All right, so we were talking about General Benton K. Parton, uh, U.S. Air Force retired, stated that his in his Oklahoma City bombing report to U.S. Congress that the bombing at the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building, Oklahoma City, was not caused solely by a truck bomb. The major factor in its destruction appears to have been detonating, oh, I'm sorry, detonation of explosives carefully placed at four critical junctures on supporting columns within the building. Right. And I talked about that <laughs> In the April 20th show. So, a little inside baseball to podcasting. So, those of you that are listening to this that don't do a podcast, never have done a podcast, don't care to do a podcast, you just want to listen to our sultry voices here on the D-Tom show. <laughs> little inside baseball. Okay, so we paused what we were recording a few seconds ago to get the guy's name, which I was close. I said Partain. It was Parton, whatever. Um, and I did say Air Force. It was mm -hmm. Air Force. So I was right. You're stupid. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, interesting thing. So while Chris was looking up stuff, I went back. I couldn't find my show notes. Now, I have every fucking show note that I have done since we started doing this show. I have every one. I save them. I keep them for reference points. If there's clips, if there's whatever that I want to have... So if I flash back to a show, I can play that clip. Okay. Like I said earlier, those show notes are gone. I'm, this isn't hyperbole. This isn't uh, theater of the mind. I'm being legitimately honest with you guys when I tell you those show notes are not in my computer. Okay. So I then, while Chris was researching and looking for stuff real quick, I went to Apple Podcasts which is one of the areas you can find our podcast. And the reason I went to them is because it's on my computer, so it was easy to go to them. So I posted a clip. If you listen to the show April 20th, I played an interview of the wife um, that was done by a Kansas, or I'm sorry, a Oklahoma City um, local radio station where they interviewed the wife about whatever, about the husband and things that happened leading up to his quote-unquote suicide, right? You've listened to it. You've heard it. I put the clip in the show notes on that podcast. So while Chris was looking up stuff, I went ahead and clicked that link so I could hear if that... I couldn't tell if that... That was the only, only link that I had posted, evidently. I thought I posted the link of the, of the Admiral or whatever from the Air Force there. But nonetheless... Click that link, and it was a a, a memorandum to his uh, suicide. suicide, to Officer Yakey's, or Sergeant, I should say, Yakey's uh, suicide. And oh, woes us, we're sort of miss a hero, blah, 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 whatever. That's some bullshit, because I never played that clip. You, you just listened to it before we went back to recording. I never played that clip. It was the interview of in his the wife show. It was or the his wife. Widow. I never, and even then, I never played 
that clip, period, in the show. Who, I mean, no offense to, to whatever, but... Promoted to the position of sergeant I didn't in the play Oklahoma this City Police Department in the show. He had received the key to the city of El Reno, Oklahoma. I didn't play any of this. I talked about this OKC stuff. Bombing. I never and he was played just... this stuff. This is the quote-unquote official. official narrative of poor officer, or Sergeant Yeki. This is a requiem for the suicide, Terrence Yeki. Anyway, my point being is this. Say what you... <laughs> on a side note of this podcast, and Chris knows kind of... He doesn't know what I'm about to say, but I think he knows what I'm going to say when I say it because he's going to hear it. So, obviously, he's going to know what I said. <laughs> I know I sit here and say whatever. People that know me, know us, know that we're just two schmucks that, what do I say, work a full-time job and have a part-time podcast. And and people that know us might say, what the fuck do you guys know? You're just two schmucks that work with us at the place we work at. Cool. I'll say this about that. We've had plenty of occasions. This is our 165th show, if I'm not mistaken. And you've been here for six of them. (laughs) (laughs) Right. No, but we've had shows taken down by... Well, I stopped doing YouTube shows because they demonetized me. And I only did, I don't know, six, seven, eight, whatever. Apple has taken shows where they... We had the what was it the uh, Alum, uh, Rothschild show Rothschild. two three hundred downloads on that show which granted in the world of Joe Rogan and and Joe Crowder and Stephen Rogan and whoever it is that's out there <laughs> granted a drop in a bu- drop in the bucket right to these guys I get it but my point being is this we'll say some serious shit on this show. And because we're two schmucks that don't have a voice other than this, they delete it. And I would have never even realized that that show, particular show, was deleted because unless we happened to be talking about it that day. And I was like, oh, let me go look at it. Oh, fuck, it's gone. Now, granted, it was still on Spotify and whatever. But point being is, once again, here I have a show, Oklahoma City Bombing, that... We ain't know nothing. I mean, I did the show, whatever, whatever. Now that we're talking about false flags, granted the show is still up, so I encourage you. And I'm not just. It's a good. It's it's, a good listen. But the thing is, what makes me mad is I'm sitting here touting this show like I'm trying to just get people to listen to that show. It's a good listen. Right, and I'm trying to tell you this by saying that the links that are on that, if you happen to listen to that show, are no are not the are not the links I posted. But they're no they're no longer there. Right. So if you're clicking on any of those links, it's not, it's not taking there. you to the interview. So you're gonna have to listen to the show. It's six hours long. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's only like an hour show. It's not. It's not terribly long. Um, I, it's I, good, I love that show even more. No, knowing the fact that it's just been deleted. It's a very good listening. Um, listening to the officer's wife talk about the days. Leading up to... Well, days after the bombing. Right. Oh, yeah. And things that happened leading up to his suicide. His quote-unquote suicide. His uh, Jeffrey Epstein, we'll call it that. Right. We'll call it uh, Mark Middleton. Yeah, because when he was initially in the hospital, 
after... He injured himself pulling a, a gentleman out of the wreckage. Right, hurt his yeah, hurt, hurt his, his back, back or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when his wife come to or ex wife technically ex wife come to pick him up, he was like, "Get me the fuck out of here." Yeah, you need to get me out of this hospital now. And we won't go into any more detail. Listen to the show because I go into all that. But anyway, all right. false flags. Everyone's killing people. So anyway, you were talking suicides. about bombs. You were talking about bombs. An unexploded bomb was attached to a gas line inside the building. Was that bomb two? That's bomb two. Right. And a FEMA, Federal Emergency Management Administration, memo reports that at least two additional bombs were found in the Murrah building. Joe Harp, based on his military explosives experience, identified the additional bombs he saw removed from the building as being military in nature. Okay. We talked about a witness that saw the... She was actually talking about with a co-worker. Her name is Jane Graham. Actually talked about the things that she saw that morning. She saw two identified ATF agents as in wearing the ATF jackets. She said... They did not wear those. They did not identify. As a matter of fact, she said, you would have not known ATF agents if you saw them because they wore suits. They wore business suits. So if you were inside the building, you were on the ATF floor, you would not know ATF agents by looking at them because they looked like everyone else. Right. They did not wear identifying clothing. Right. That morning, she saw two ATF identified wearing uh, ATF jackets. And she thought, that's weird. That's strange. I would assume the only reason they would wear those is after an incident. You would wear those at a scene. Right, after like something right. happened that you needed to have be identified. Did you know, by the way, bombing occurred at 9.02 a.m., right? Right. Did you know that the ATF building or portion of that building... Was empty that morning? Hmm. Not a single agent was there. So they just killed innocent kids in the daycare, essentially. I won't say that because... If no, you, there were other people Yeah, because if you listen to the show but, that I did, I actually worked with a woman whose daughter was killed in that. But if your whole sole, sole purpose was, was... to go after ATF agents, you would have made sure they were there. But oddly enough, the building was empty at 9.02 a.m. Right. Let me let me delve into the Alex Jones scenario of what you just said. Mm-hmm. What time was it when the bomb went off? 9.02 a.m. What's 9 plus 2? <laughs> Don't start with me. <laughs> Don't 11. Start with me. <laughs> Don't start with me. 9.11 11. was predicted back. <laughs> yeah. The morning of the bombing, the ATF office... Located inside the Murrah building was empty. Unheard of at 9 a.m. On a, on a weekday. Yeah, I would think it... I mean, we don't work these kind of hours, but one would think that you're at there at least by, what, 8? Mm-hmm. Worst eight, case scenario, 9 to 5? What was that, Dolly Parton? Right? <laughs> Working 9 to 5. The ATF was already putting out a story that the Murrah building was bombed because of Waco... 
only a few hours after the actual blast before Timothy McVeigh was even arrested. He was in the theater and no that was that was Oswald. I'm that sorry. Go Oswald. ahead. No, he was actually uh, arrested 60 miles away from Oklahoma City. Man, he got a fucking him and Terry Nichols got it, to stepping. It was just him. Terry who, Nichols was who elsewhere. Was it? Oh, so he wasn't in the yellow Mercury waiting. No. No, no, no. All right. So, some other odd occurrences. So, witnesses claimed that morning to see two Middle Eastern men wearing blue jogging suits. Have you ever seen a picture of Tim, uh, Timothy McVeigh? Yeah. Okay. Does he even slightly resemble a Middle, Middle Eastern man? He is whiter than I am. Right. Well, and, actually, he's not now, but at the time, yes. And if I remember correctly, they were described as 5'8 to 5'9, 180 pounds. Have you seen Timothy McVeigh? He was, what, like 6'1, 2, <laughs> 145 pounds, I think. Very tall, very gangly, very white. Right. Crew, t- uh, crew cut, you know, very right. military, very militaristically looking. Right. Uh, I've already talked about the no video evidence, right? Okay, McVeigh's uh, during his um, during his military record, he tried out for special <laughs> for special forces. Sorry about that. Shocking, <laughs> but was deemed unable to continue after three days. Now, anybody, uh, most of the people that they talk to talking about special forces, when you're going out for special forces, three days in, you're still filling out questionnaires. Right. You're still taking quizzes. You're still... That's too much paperwork. I can't do it. No, this (laughs) this dude was out, right? I'm done. I'm ringing the bell. Honorably discharged after uh, three years before the bombing. Right? Right. Uh, The defense team, during his trial could never obtain his full military records. Hmm. Even though a judge court-ordered his military records, they still did not obtain his full military record. Hmm. Okay? After getting out, he arrives in Buffalo. Hmm. Hmm. Right? Hmm. <laughs> Ranting about the Turner Diaries. The fuck? What? Hold on. Hang on just a second. Fucking shit. I had the Turner Diaries. Where'd they fucking go? Go ahead. The Turner Diaries in, is a 1978 novel by William Luther Pierce, published under the pseudonym Andrew McDonald. It depicts a violent revolution in the United States, in, which leads to the overthrow of the federal government, a nuclear war, and ultimately a race war, which leads to systematic extermination of non-whites. Right. Okay. What's that book again? <laughs> the Turner Diaries. <laughs> just joking for anyone that I know that's listening to this okay right right so he's he's going to these militia meetings right and he's really making a point to stand out like this is the dude that would be like fuck the government right you know what I'm saying like he's he's the dude that's standing up on the podium like we should take (laughs) he is the Ray Epps of his time I like where your head's at. All right. We need to go into the Capitol. Right. Oh. All right. So let's go on to uh, McVeigh incarcerated. Right. Is that a company? 
<laughs> McVeigh Incarcerated <laughs> LLC. <laughs> <laughs> McVeigh so, Incarcerated, brought to you in part by Makers so, Mark Burt. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. So, did you know? And I'm going to ask you this because okay. you, you did a little bit on Oklahoma City. Right. Did you know that McVeigh wrote letters to his sister stating that he was part of, still part of Special Forces and that he was recruited as an agent of the U.S. government and could be required to participate in government-sanctioned assassinations and government-sponsored or directed drug trafficking. So now, let's not act like the government hasn't done drug trafficking before. Right. See the CIA, right? Right. Is okay. that, uh, as a matter of fact, who? what do they call them um, in the inner city? The um, crap. I can't think of the word. Crack. Oh, shit. Anyway, I'm sorry. Was this while he was in prison this for is while the... he's in prison. Now, granted, you could say that this is some bravado and he's trying to say that he's blah, 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 blah. Why would you why would you say that though? I mean, okay. So so in other words, I'm sorry. In other words, he was he was playing the role of Oswald, I'm a patsy. No, he's saying that I'm part of the government and I was recruited by the government to infiltrate militias to to set them up to do this. To do this very thing. Right. FBI wiretapped the family phone and listened to the mother and sister talking about how they didn't understand why the media was saying that McVeigh had washed out of special forces. They thought he was still active in the military at the time. McVeigh had told his family and Terry Nichols that he was working undercover to infiltrate militia groups and set them up. McVeigh only listed one name in his chain of command, Larry Potts. Okay, who is he? He is the Assistant Director of Criminal Investigative Division, who was the lead agent on Ruby Ridge and was involved in Waco. Okay. McVeigh expressed frustrations of Potts for going off script and changing his assignments and targets. All right? Right. Now, oddly enough, did you realize that you know, of course, Timothy Vay was put to death, right? Right. On his death certificate, it is listed as his occupation or last occupation as U.S. Army, even though he had been out of the service for 10 years at that time. Hmm. He had held several jobs since then. Right. But last listed job is U.S. Army. Hmm. Terry Nichols. Oddly enough, wasn't given the death penalty. He right. was convicted, given life. You shuddy, and he, you don't die. He wrote a letter to the Attorney General Ashcroft at the time that there were things pertaining to the bombing that were being hidden from the American people, and he wanted others involved to be brought to justice. Said others unknown had collaborated with him and McVeigh in the bombings. Ashcroft declined to meet with Nichols and to find out further that were involved, even though even though your favorite guy President Bill Clinton promised the American people that everyone involved in the Oklahoma City bombing would be brought to justice. 
you had a guy sitting here saying there were others involved, and I'm willing to talk to you if you come meet with me. And your attorney general declined. Who's that? Reno, right? No, it was uh, Ashcroft. During Clinton? Yeah. Ashcroft was Bush. It, it's during, during Nichols' times, it was Ashcroft. Okay, so that was Bush. Afterwards. Right. But, but point being, Clinton promised the American people yeah. that everyone... What do you expect? I, I'll leave it to a Bush. Uh, you know. <laughs> you know all about Bushes, you? know all you? about them. Well, you know, you... Uh, you can never trust them, right? You can't trust Bush unless you put dick in them. That's what we put Cheney in there for. You see what I'm saying? Dick, Dick Cheney? You like that? Hey, quick, quick, real quick. Was Timothy McVeigh in Waco, Texas? I don't know why I'm still talking like Bill, but during the standoff between the Federal Rangers of the Branch Davidian in Waco, Texas in 1993, people gathered on a hill roughly three miles away to see what was happening in the compound. One of those drawn to Waco was 24-year-old Army veteran named Timothy McVeigh. Sugar, sugar water, water. <laughs> <laughs> so in his time of supposedly setting up right right these uh these militia this group uh there was one particular group that came into question and it was a group um located in in a in a place called elohim city okay okay so he spent a lot of time there, whatever. Came in contact with a guy named... Bob Johnson. <laughs> Andreas Straussmeyer. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I just showed you a sketch of Andreas, or, or of the guy that had been seen with Timi Timothy McVeigh. Right. That person that I showed you, because there's a picture of the sketch and then a picture of the actual guy. Okay. And you said... Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much the same dude. Right. Right. That's Andreas Straussmeyer. Now, he's a German national. He's the guy that I was telling you about that had actually gone, started in Texas. And I believe the name of the militia group was the Texas Light Infantry. Brigade? Bur yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. And they told him to get the fuck out of Texas. So right. he'd come over talking about we needed to bomb buildings. Right. We needed to bomb federal buildings. Right? Hold on. Ray Epps. <laughs> no, Andreas Straussmeyer. Oh. Ray Epps. <laughs> <laughs> Andreas Epps. <laughs> Ray Straussmeyer. <laughs> right? So this dude got kicked out of Texas. Okay. Moved up to Oklahoma, or moved into Oklahoma got linked up with this group and was actually part of the group that Timothy McVeigh was involved in. Right. Okay. Talking the same rhetoric. Okay. Now, I talked to you about a woman who worked in the Murr building. Dirty whore. I'm that, sorry. That that's was, the whiskey talking. That is the whiskey talking. Let's uh, flash her, back to a Dirty Deeds with uh, Chris Farley. Her name is uh, Jane Graham. Okay. So she actually talked about being dropped off that morning at work. She worked in the Murrah building. The Murrah building. And uh, she was 
coming through the parking garage, okay. actually saw some ATF agents right. in the basement of the Murrah building. And I say ATF agents. She said she saw some agents. Right. She didn't label them as ATF. But she assumed that they were working on telephone slash cable lines because they were running white cable. Right. Right? Around the... Pillars. Pillars of the parking garage. Right. Okay. One of the men she was shown a lineup, one of the men that she was shown in that lineup was... Andreas Straussmeyer, and she pinned him as being one of the men down in the parking garage. Now, Andreas Straussmeyer was also known to be an FBI informant. Right. Right? So shortly after this bombing... Real quick, do mm -hmm. you have the name of that lady again? Jane Graham. Okay, go ahead. Shortly after the bombing, Andreas Straussmeyer disappeared. I say disappeared... He made his way through Mexico, right? Right. Down through Mexico to leave the country. I think he ended up in, if I'm not mistaken, I think he ended up in Ireland. Okay. Talking that same shit, trying to join the uh, Irish, um, uh, what was the Irish, the... Uh, IRA? Yeah, the IRA. He tried to join the IRA, and they told him, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Was, was, uh, fuck. Conor McGregor? Yeah, was he, was he there? <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? Who the fuck is this guy? Get the fuck out of here. Right? Right. So, uh, anyway. Right? Right. So what if I told you? Here we go. You come <laughs> to gravy. What if I told you the, the original plan? Was for Timothy McVeigh. I'm not saying that he wasn't involved in the situation. But what if I was to tell you that that truck, that Ryder truck, was originally supposed to end up in that parking garage? Underneath? Underneath. What if I told you that that truck would not fit in the parking garage? Right. Which is why it ended up out front... Allegedly. No, not allegedly. That's where it was. It was out front. Right? Right. So, what did you have the general, this uh, uh, Partain, said what? That he liked <laughs> shoes. <laughs> he said that, that there's no way that that size of vehicle could have been packed full of explosive and done that kind of damage. Right. The bombing of the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building in Oklahoma City was not caused solely by a truck bomb. The major factor in its destruction appears to have been the detonation of explosives carefully placed at four critical junctures on the supporting columns within the building in the parking garage. Right? They tested those columns and found traces of C4. Right. So, what if I told you that that truck originally was expected to be inside that parking garage? 
exactly where those columns were to hide to hide the detonation of those particular of situations. Of those particular situations. Which is why the bomb squad was able to find the other those situations, remove them, and say the second bomb they found would have been bigger than the first. Mm. So, okay, all in all, we've gone into 17 hours of the federal... <laughs> bombing. Do, do, is this not more interesting? No, it is. No, I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But I think what the D-Tom audience, audience, there you go, <laughs> is is wanting to. Yes, I still have to eat those cherries. <laughs> uh, is wanting to know is why? Why? Right? Why? What's the point? Okay, okay Tim- Timothy McVeigh did or didn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, I'm not saying that Timothy no, 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 wasn't involved. I, I'm not saying who whoever did whatever. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Timothy Timothy McVeigh was obviously involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the other guy you said Terry Nichols. No, the oh, other guy Andreas Strauss was obviously involved. Mm-hmm. There was obviously people involved. The building obviously blew up. However, the means of that going by whatever, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. Why? Okay, so. Hour number three. Here we go. So what if I was to tell you that there might be a Clinton tie? There we go. Here we go. <laughs> hey, wait. What's going on here, guys? Right. You blackmailing so, me from the backside. I'm over here drinking some whiskey with y'all. Do you remember a little thing for the Clintons called the white water scandal? Oh, I got to go, guys. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'll see y'all later. Uh, hmm. Bye. Um. <laughs> uh, I guess Bill's, <laughs> Bill's leaving out. on that one. He's <laughs> gone. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Whitewater. Yes. Go ahead. Do you remember the Whitewater scandal? Yes. Really? Yes, someone else killed themselves over that. Who was that? Vince. Vince Foster. Foster? Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So anyway, so in the beginnings of the Whitewater scandal, right? <laughs> right. Uh. Documents were held in Arkansas because that's where the the supposed real estate thing happened, right? So they moved them to a the next um, federal, next biggest federal building, which happened to be the Murrah Building in Murrah Oklahoma Murrah. City, Oklahoma. Right, a Building year. Seven. A, oh wait, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the next, next episode. episode. Uh, yeah, a year prior. Right. Okay. Because during during the investigation, you could not keep the documents within the state that the alleged whatever, whatever happened. Right. Right. <clears throat> so we had those documents with inside the Murrah building that were destroyed. Right. There was actually a point at which, during the Rescue attempt that was put on hold to uh, gather papers <laughs> from the Murrah building that was deemed national security risk. Right. So we have people inside the building, exploded building, yelling for help, crying <laughs> out for help. Well, help. And this is testified to uh, by... I'm on fire. <laughs> By people in the rescue effort. Right. 
that was put on hold to recover national security risk right. documents. What could that possibly have been? Now, I don't want to see put, Vince Foster. See Vince Foster. I don't want to put this strictly at Clinton's feet. Hey, although thanks. I think that's mainly where it goes. Hey, can I say a little something? <laughs> no. I came back real quick. It's that bitch Hillary. I swear to God, I was just getting blowjobs in the Oval Office. I didn't have nothing to do with that actually, shit. Actually, you know, I actually believe that to be true. Hey, thank you. <laughs> thank you, CK1. Finally, someone on my side. Okay, where's Maria at? I'm going to sit back and smoke this cigar here. There we go, Maria. But you know what else was located in the Murrah building? So there was actually a uh, lawsuit right. against the U.S. government. Of course. From the uh, Veterans Association. Right. Because of, um, we'll call it uh, experimentation on soldiers. In the Gulf War. In the Gulf War. Right. Which... Also, Timoth- Timothy McVeigh was a veteran. A veteran of the Gulf War. Also, received a Bronze Star in the Gulf War. He was no schmuck. No, he was not. By any stretch of the imagination, he was a very good soldier, from what I understand. Right. Could follow orders very well. <laughs> very well, <laughs> by all accounts. Mm-hmm. And for with that being said, no one will probably hear this because it'll probably be deleted from Probably. <laughs> probably. But so, nevertheless, there was a huge lawsuit against the, the US VA government. and the, the VA, VA was also in the Murrah. When we say the Murrah building it was a what was it, ten, twelve story building. Mm-hmm. Um when 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 you look up whatever about the Oklahoma City bombing, the focus on the casualties and the devastation is going to be on the daycare. Mm-hmm. Like, anytime you read anything about it, especially nowadays, it's going to be on the however many children that were killed and so on and so forth. But it's so easy, and this is the point of false flags, it's so easy to redirect... Well, can can I say something without sounding cold and heartless? Well, yeah, but that's what you do. That's what I do. So when you bring children right. into a situation, don't you think it automatically makes it... You shouldn't... And I'm, I'm going to say this because me and you found this both out when we were looking into mass school shootings. There's not much out there to there's more on the internet but not so much to listen to right nobody wants to talk about it why because we're talking about killing kids right right and that automatically demonizes you from wanting to talk about it right because what are you doing what are you talking about there's kids that lost their lives there how could you do that how could you how could you um disrespect their memory memory or whatever right Exactly. And I'm not I'm not saying anything. I'm not We're not disrespecting their memory. I think the point of the matter is it's you bring children into it. Get that sympathy. Because it automatically turns you to not want to talk about it, right? Right. 
because and then and then in the sense of um mass shootings or whatever it's easy to to say these young lives were killed because of the AR15 or whatever and automatically you get a how dare you right and then when you talk about Oklahoma City the bombing I'm serious. Here it is. So, uh, refresh my memory. I know we just talked about it, but was it 95? Mm -hmm. So, we're talking almost 30 years later. You look up any story. Now, I just did a show three months ago on this, and everything that I used in that show is gone. Gone. Mm -hmm. Um, Not saying that because of the show that, oh, shit. PCGC's on to something. We better delete some shit. I'm not saying that. But magically enough, but there's it's, still it's some gone. Deleting, some, some removing, some... Right. And everything you find, mm-hmm. it focuses on the children dying, which I get it. Children dying is never good. But it's, like you said, I think it's to garner sympathy. It's, it, well, I don't and to get you off the path of what yeah, actually happened. I don't happened. even think it has anything to do with sympathy. I think it's a deterrent to talk about it because how dare you use or how dare you talk about or how dare you disrespect the memory of these kids that lost their lives. And I'm not saying they specifically mm. use the kids for that. Right. But it didn't hurt their cause. Oh, this is interesting. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. <laughs> the importance of Jane Graham. She's a very key witness. She is a very credible witness. Anyone who saw the televised coverage of the bombed out Murrah building didn't need to be a rocket scientist to realize that the tremendous destruction done didn't come from a single bomb in a vehicle outside the building but rather it uh, should have been obvious to any 14-year-old boy of average intelligence, that's us, Hmm. uh, that the Murrah building... I graduated at 14 years old. Sweet. (laughs) That the the Murrah building... deserves a drink. Oh. (laughs) Was literally dropped by blowing several of a reinforced concrete supporting columns and part of the massive reinforced concrete header supporting the building out from under it. The... uh, this occurred, as General Parton mm-hmm. said, at critical structure points, like you said, mm-hmm. at the third floor level. Did the bombers plant explosives in other parts of the building as well? Question mark. Eyewitness accounts before the bombing strongly suggest that demolition charges were placed elsewhere. On the Friday before the bombing, several persons at the Murrah building saw three men. They took place. Or, I'm sorry. They were took for maintenance or utility workers working in a reserved area of the underground parking structure. These men uh, had what appeared to be a set of plans or blueprints. Telephone wire, this is kind of what you're talking about, a large block of clay. Hmm. You mean C4. It says clay. (laughs) C4. It says C4. No, it says clay, but... Explosive clay, gotcha. It doesn't say that. It says clay. (laughs) Right, go ahead. (laughs) When three men noticed they were being observed. Let me me just point out, I can't tell you how many times that the telephone guy's come out and he's carried clay with him (laughs) to put the telephone wire. They don't do that anymore? Mm, Well, this was was back in 95. Oh, okay. 
That's how you get the the best reception is through <laughs> C4. <laughs> I mean clay. Right. It's explosive. The too soon. No, <laughs> right. It was too soon. Yeah. All right. So uh, Jane Graham, mm-hmm. a federal government employee of the Department of yeah, HUD. she wasn't she wasn't like a daycare sitter. At right. The, she worked at for the... for HUD. Right. Housing and Urban Development. Mm-hmm. Situated in the uh, Murrah building, mm-hmm. themselves began to act somewhat suspiciously. And this is where we get into the importance of Jane Graham. It was nearly a year later, while watching a video of the bombing at the friend's house, Jane was taken aback by two men in the video she had seen uh, the afternoon before the bombing and the very morning of the bombing inside the Murrah building each wearing blue uniform, shirt, and pants of uh, General Service Administration, GSA, employees. Jane had never seen these two men before or after these two, um, this two-day period and at the time had thought it strange of the two of the regular GSA employees would have been off the same day replacing two temporaries. So, before I keep reading, you got to think, the Murrow Building wasn't, it wasn't, the World Trade Center. No. Right? Oklahoma City isn't New York City. Okay. It isn't even no. Tampa. No. Right? No. So for Jane Graham to be in the Murrah building working, do, even as a working for the HUD uh, administration, very well probably knew a lot of the people that worked, that worked the there. Mm-hmm. Right? After viewing the video, she began to rethink several incidences she had heard or seen in the two weeks leading up to the morning of the bombing. That the time they occurred didn't seem all that unusual, but as she began to put them in order, a definite pattern of importance began to emerge. The first incident was a conversation between two women she'd overheard at a coffee shop snack bar in the Murrah building about two weeks prior to the bombing. In this conversation, one woman told another that a friend of hers in the FBI had mentioned there was going to be a bombing. Concerned because Jane thought the woman was talking about the FBI building and she had a relative working nearby, she told her husband that evening what she had overheard. Then the three utility workers in the underground parking structure she had and others been working the Friday before the bombing now begun to appear much more significant to her than the, than when they had at the time. Um, the thing that really bothered her were these two men, the two she had seen previous afternoon and the morning of the bombing, working inside the Murrah building, wearing their GSA uniforms. The video Jane was watching had been shot shortly after the bombing, and they were outside the building in street clothes, accidentally caught on videotape why had they changed the last time uh, she distinct distinctly remembered seeing them was at 8:15 a.m. on April 19th approximately 47 minutes prior to the bombing they had just exited the stairwell that comes directly from the ninth floor down to the hallway of the now briskly uh, and in now briskly pastor um, as she turned to watch them, they continued down the hallway and exited the building as a, at a fa- uh, fast pace. 
Jeremy remembers that one of them was carrying something in his hand, but doesn't remember what it was. Jesus Christ. And so on and so forth. Anyway, essentially, what you had said. Right. Um, very credible witness. Saw people that she didn't recognize working in the basement, and then after the fact. So, something else that she had mentioned in her interviews is that after the bombing, because she is a survivor of the bombing, she was in the building. Right. Right. Hmm. So, I happened to look up. Just on a whim, because she said that she smelled, after the bombing, sulfur. There was a very sulfury smell. Excuse me. <laughs> so, I, I thought to myself, what would a fertilizer bomb smell like? Mm, sulfur. Mm. Does it? <laughs> Lawn care applicators must understand that when using liquid fertilizer, a strong ammonia... Have you ever smelled ammonia? Mm-hmm. Have you ever smelled sulfur? Yeah. Do they even smell similar? No. Okay. Eggs and... Just checking. Eggs and... Is a sign that something is not right and the product should be applied until the cause of the odor is resolved. So I just want to point out the differences between the smell of a fertilizer bomb... And C4. Because C4 would be more along the lines <clears throat> of the uh, sulfur, whereas the the uh, fertilizer would be along the lines of a a uh, the other word. <laughs> so I've got two more things that are that stand out to me, and and by the way, Andreas Straussmeyer is not the only person that was seen with Timothy McVeigh. There was also another gentleman that was seen, a fairly muscular white gentleman. I wasn't there. <laughs> Long hair, so I know it wasn't you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, nevertheless, every time, every time, by the way, right. Timothy McVeigh was seen, was with in the accompaniment of someone else. So he was never alone as the uh, was it his handler, possibly, or it could have been several people of the militia group that he was in, the militia group that he was involved in. Okay, even to the point where I know where one of the mothers, I think, I think mothers of one of the children uh, killed in the bombing, started doing investigations on her own. Actually, went to the place where they rented the truck. And was asking the guy, do you remember blah, blah, blah? Timothy, do you remember renting to the... Oh, you mean Timothy McVeigh and his friend? What do you mean his friend? He was here by himself. Oh, no. Right. He was with someone else. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that was a, med- a Middle Eastern gentleman. Right, yeah. Dark-skinned. And there's actually a picture that I have that accompanies that, too. So I'll send those over to you if you want to post those in the show notes. Anyways... That's not the two things I want to talk about. I'm trying to think of which one I'm going to talk about first. I think I'll just go with this one. By the way, did you know that there was a book written by the Oklahoma governor 
Frank Keating's brother four years before, before the Oklahoma City bombing, featuring a bomber named Tom McVeigh, M-C-V-E-Y, not M-C-V-E-I-G-H, hmm. pulled over like McVeigh for a minor equipment violation. The name of the book was The Last Jihad. Look it up if you want to. It's an actual thing. By the brother of the Oklahoma governor. Mm -hmm. Four years prior to the bombing. Frank Keating used to be the head of the FATF. What was the name of it? The Last Jihad. Not not to totally... Governor Frank Keating's brother, Martin Keating, wrote a manuscript in 1991, roughly four years before the Oklahoma City bombing. Governor Frank Keating is a former FBI hotshot. His brother, Martin, could not get his work published until after the bombing. This manuscript, now a published book, is titled... the I'm sorry, The Final Jihad is the name of the book. I'm sorry. In this book... Keating lays out a story of terrorists based in Oklahoma City who decide to bomb a federal building. Guess what the name of one of the key terrorists in the book is? Terry. Tom McVeigh. And for the kicker of this fictional work, the terrorists in the final jihad are stopped by an Oklahoma highway patrolman for a broken taillight. Do you know why Timothy McVeigh was pulled over? Broken taillight. He didn't have a license plate on his car. Like you do. Mm. Now let me see. We have a book in a manuscript form written four years before the bombing whose storyline involves terrorists in Oklahoma City. This is a part of fictional work come true. Quick um, <laughs> quick side note. I can, I can tell that one rocked you a little bit. Quick side note. <laughs> What was the name of the guy did did the thing with the people over by the place? Bob no, Johnson. Uh, Sandy Hook. You said Rosen. Oh, uh, uh, was it Jay Rosen? J- um, Wasn't Rosenberg? No, it was Rosen. Ah, oh, okay. God, what was his name? Gene? Gene Rosen. Okay, so re- Rosen. the reason I'm, because when you said the last jihad, I was Googling the last jihad. A book written by Joel Rosenberg. I was like, son of a bitch, isn't that dude from Sandy Hook? <laughs> yeah, no. Final, final jihad. Well, no, Sorry. but I'm just saying that. Yeah. You no, know. I got you. I got you. So, oddly enough, right? How in the. F- but, but, I, I get you. I, I see you. <laughs> I see you giving me the. I'm giving you the finger. Right. Huh. No, I. <laughs> To the point where you name the guy's just, fucking last name. Didn't spell it correctly. You missed a letter or two. Tim, instead of Tim, you said Tom. Instead Tom of McVeigh. McVeigh, A-Y, you said... Or instead of Right. <laughs> See, this is... <laughs> folks, this is why this son of a bitch right across from me right now needs to be here more frequently. <laughs> because... This would have been good information to have on April 20th when they did the fucking episode. As you scratch your liver. 
<laughs> it's okay, buddy. <laughs> Don't you give out on <laughs> Don't me Don't you yet? give out. I got one more thing for you. Oh, here we and go. Then we can wrap it up. All right. Go ahead. I know. We're on the six-hour mark. <laughs> I got you. Ten hours later. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> he lost it. I lost it. Oh, son of a bitch. I'm not recording this. <laughs> no, oh, where there we go. <laughs> so, what if I could tie this back in to <laughs> things that we've talked about before? <laughs> Here we go. So, during his incarceration, of course, as you could imagine, um, Timothy McVeigh was visited by a psychiatrist. Okay. Would you, would you like to wager... Who that psychiatrist is that that came to visit Timothy McVeigh? I don't because I'm a little drunk <laughs> you're, right you're, now. You're you're three drinks in, but four I know drinks four drinks. Four in. same as you. Yeah, I think you slipped me the Mickey this time. You're welcome. <laughs> Why are your pants <laughs> off? Exactly. Um, I don't know the name, but I kind of know. I think I know where you're going. So go ahead. The notorious Lewis. Jolly on West. Jolly West. Jolly West. Who happened to be... MK Ultra. MK Ultra. Okay. I knew you were going down that road. Of course, I didn't know that because we talked about this, but I, when you said that, I was like, it's got to be the dude from uh, Could you MK imagine Ultra. this is the same guy that handled Jack Ruby and Sirhan Sirhan and interrogated Patty Hearst? Master of mind control. Nah, involved in all sorts of MK Ultra programming and here he is in oklahoma handling timothy tom McVay. mcveigh oh <laughs> timothy McVeigh. <laughs> right all right well i think on that note we'll go ahead and leave it there right <laughs> uh sugar water okay so here's the deal i know this has been a 26 hour uh podcast <laughs> <laughs> sorry for that but Here's the kicker. I, I felt like Oklahoma City needed to be. That's fine. Here's the funny part. You ready for the funny part? No. This isn't even the bulk of what we're going to talk about. <laughs> this was number three. Oh, God, it's four o'clock. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm. we got to be up in like seven hours. Let's go. Go where? <laughs> to work. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> four. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, we did, what did we do today? What was number one? Uh, the, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so we talked about what a, fa a false flag is. Right. And of course my computer has logged me out cause we've been here so long. Right. Cause you know, like, we like did. you do, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about the, um, yeah, the cap, the, uh, no. Hold on. <laughs> Let me get it up. Morning, how's it going? All right, false flags. We talked about Golf of Tonkin. Golf of Tonkin, thank you. Mass shootings, different varieties of mass shootings. Then we spent 16 and a half hours on the, uh, what did we just talk about? January 6th. Oh, we we, talked about we touched January on January 6th, 6th and, uh -huh. and in my opinion, that kind of proves that the government's all about false flags. And then we spent the last 22 and a half hours on Oklahoma City. Right. Next up. 9-11. Oh, God. And Pearl Harbor. <laughs> oh, 
On the next wait. On the next Detom Files, right. brought to you in part by whatever you all tell us you want us to drink. Or whiskey. <laughs> or whiskey. <laughs> okay, so are we good? I think we're pretty good. And so what we'll talk about on part two will be um, 9-11, which may or may not be all of part two. (laughs) That might be part two and part three. Well, part two and then part three can be the one one false flag that nobody talks about. We can have a conversation about false flags. We can talk about the Gulf of Tonkin, which is proven. We can talk about mass shootings. We can talk about J6, which is pretty much, in my opinion, lays out the fact that the government's full of shit. Right. We can talk about Oklahoma City. We can talk about 9-11. Nobody talks about Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. And why is that? On the next. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, with that being said, guys, it is Friday. Is it? Well, it's not, but it, when they hear it, it will be. Okay. <laughs> July... Happy. Happy Friday. Hey. Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. Off the weekend. Oh. <laughs> July 22nd, 2020. Guys, do us a favor. Please, number one, go back on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. Go back to April 20th. Listen to <laughs> listen to that show. Did you hear that? I heard it. Listen heard to it. that show. Because I'm telling you right, I'm not just saying this to say this. No, it really is. I, it, 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 it's a good episode. It's a good. It's a good. Listen, um, thing. It, well, it's a good thing that we didn't even talk about. Yeah, it, I mean, it's the, a very interesting story surrounding it, the Oklahoma. City and I will say, and I will, one of the first people yeah, there. And I will say this also: I talk about some facts of the case. Mm-hmm. I play a lot of clips from the situation. Not, that you're not going to get any. It's not hearsay. It's not uh, something well, to the effect of. It's the yeah, word. But you're, you're not even going to get it if you cl- uh, click on the links anymore. Because it's gone. It's gone. Magically enough. Right. So listen to that, guys. Also, please, um, whatever podcast app you're listening to, this on f- number one, subscribe to the page. Doesn't cost you anything. Um, follow us. Like this episode. Share this with your friends. And uh, watch out for our Patreon, I guess, right? I guess I need to get that set up now. We pretty much opened that door. Follow us on TikTok. We posted a video today, or on Thursday, I posted the video of um, a smoke in the glass, right? Right. Four old fashions, smoke in the glass. That's good. Good stuff. Yeah. Good flavor. Good stuff. Follow us on Facebook at Don't Tread on America. Instagram, Don't Tread on America. And uh, what's that thing called? Twitter, DTOM underscore 1775. And if you want to follow me on uh, on uh, Twitter, PCGC underscore 1775. I would say follow Chris on Twitter, but I don't think you ever do anything. I don't even post anything on Twitter, to be honest with you. But no. you guys can find us on those pages and cuss us out. Give us drink ideas. Tell us to fuck off. Tell us we're stupid. Right. Whatever. I'll say this about that. I don't give a fuck. The fact that a matter that I could see shows that we're doing that are getting muted, deleted, uh, edited, 
we're we're striking a chord somewhere. <laughs> the fact that, that we're only hitting X amount of people is the fact that mm-hmm. nobody notices other than us. Mm. So it it takes you guys to spread the word. All right. Do you have anything else, Mr. Christopher J? No, I'll be back next year sometime. Wait, next year? It's only April. Oh, wait, no, it's July. <laughs> April. Fuck, I'm stuck on April. Hmm. Right. July. Right. When was the last time you were here? Actual in studio? Yeah. It's just probably bef- the, the moon. Just before I raped you. It was, was it was the the moon? I know it was the moon. I'm just trying to think when was were you here for the redo? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't know if you came back for that or not. Mm-hmm. I thought you were scared. Mm-mm. All right. So it's been a couple months. Hopefully it won't be a couple of more months, you son of a bitch. It will be. No. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know when it was. Right. It was a while ago. It's, it's been at least two months, I would yeah. say. Yeah, it's been a it's been a minute. It's been a while. Right. Anyway. Yeah, we can't we can't do I mean I know. I get it if we wait a week, you know, or two. I get it. Um our livers can only handle so much whiskey. Right. Not that we won't drink tomorrow. <laughs> or the next no. day. Or when I get home. <laughs> wait. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, guys, it is Friday, uh, July 22nd. You guys have a great day. And uh, Chris will be back here in a week. Probably in two weeks. Right. Um, and I, the reason I say that is we've got to get this part two done. I know. I so, know. I know. So <laughs> because the part two is going to be better than part one. I know. All right. All right, you guys uh, have a great day. And uh, don't fall asleep listening to this. And we'll talk to you again soon. I'll talk to you again probably Sunday. Chris, you know. Whenever. Whenever. All right. You guys have a great day, and we'll see you all later. Thanks for listening.